All right, hard yarders. Welcome. This is the most controversial. The most, the most controversial. It's, it's definitely going to be a polarizing. No, it's not even controversial, guys, but have a listen. Yeah, uh, we have on a guest uh, today, Vegan Booty. What yeah. do we what do we chat about? Well, I shouldn't say Vegan Booty. Yeah. Tash Peterson, you yeah. are a person. You have. A- <laughs> uh, what do we chat what about? What are we today? hit on? Yeah, just about veganism, animal rights, and basically why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. So you might have seen some of the clips. Um, we pretty much have a really open, level-headed discussion. Mm. Um, so uh, have a listen. It's Make okay. up your own mind. Yeah, and surprisingly, you know, she's not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Just, yeah, yeah, just sort just, of scooching it. Sorry, yeah, we're getting used to this. Okay, yeah. Now? yeah, we used to be in Are you comfortable? Yeah, all okay. good. You sure? Yeah. Good. Mm. All right. So, yeah, back from our sprints, like on a on an activism trip or on a break or on, on a- On a break. Yeah. 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 Nice. I really needed a break yeah. because I've just been going pretty hard for probably over two years now. Yeah. Mm. I had a couple of breaks in between, but very short. So I just took yeah. three weeks away. And yeah. Yeah, it's needed. Um, it's needed to get away from everything for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That house, uh, I'd been following a little bit on, on the stories and, yeah, the house looked epic. It was like on a huge fucking rock or something. Yeah, it was yeah. literally built on a massive boulder, basically. Yeah, sick. Um, yeah, it was really beautiful, but I actually prefer the camping. Mm-hmm. I'm all about camping. Yeah. But yeah, I, I slipped in my nice. swag for the first time ever when I went down to Denmark. In Denmark with yeah. Chelsea? Yeah, it was fucking dope. Yeah, I don't know what the swag was made out of, Tash, but <laughs> it was, it was comfortable. Canvas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've used swags a couple yeah, of times. So before. good. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, really cool just to be under the stars and because there's no light pollution down there as well. Oh, epic. Even just, yeah. I went to a wedding in Bunbury the other day and like look up and it's just incredible. Yeah. Like, just, the bride looked good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, look up at the stars and just fuck. Yeah, you can see yeah. everything. You can see the Milky Way, you know, like that. Yeah. The Milky. It looks like God's vagina. <laughs> Yeah, it looks it's, like, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, in Xmouth is where it's the best. Um, like up there where, where Squirrely. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it looks it's like it's been torn, like, torn open. Yeah. yeah. Well, Xmouth only exists because of the, the military. Military. Yeah. So it was, isn't it only like a 50-year-old town or something? Fuck knows. But it's not, it's not I old. It's Squirrely's. Yeah, right. Squirrely? Squirrely's parents are older than 50. <laughs> yeah. Big Fred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but I was gonna say, I fucking, I never thought I'd like it because I hate tents. Oh I, yeah, I sweat like bullets, so I was like, fuck, I don't want to sleep in a swag. Yep. But yeah, mm. epic, so good. Fuck, man, this is. Oh, I'm trying to get my feng shui right. It's all right. We'll, 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 For the we'll listeners, we've, we've changed position. We haven't got a couch. Yeah, back to tables. And we chairs. might move back to the couch if this doesn't work, though. Don't yeah, you? I'm just, just trying to get this. <laughs> How um, so we, the reason we got you on specifically and we hit you up is because um, I feel like you get smeared a lot. Um, in the media, and we wanted to seek understanding around a few subjects, and we've uh, 
you know, I've explained to yourself prior that I'm vegetarian, working towards vegan. Delby, I'm surrounded, guys. Delby eats I'm meat. surrounded by vegans and vegetarians. So Delby will definitely play towards the devil's advocate and I'll probably yeah. play that happy medium, I guess, um, because I think there's uh, aspects to both sides that are uh, intriguing and interesting. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like you definitely don't get a fair... Fair go. Fair go in the media. So we thought we'd get you on and chat about I don't about think anyone things. gets a fair go in the media unless you own the media. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. That's true. Um, unless it's what they want you to hear and then it's everything's going to be taken. Even this podcast might be from a specific yeah, yeah. angle. So we'll try to be as neutral, neutral as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I'm going to come in from a different, completely different angle. If I agree with something, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, exactly. And what does it matter? I'm just the fucking pleb. Yeah, it's just straight white male with an opinion. I've already got enough privilege as it is. I'm a cisgendered straight white male privilege. Classic. Um, So before we get into like ethics and and a few those sorts of things, you've you've just recently celebrated five years of being vegan. Yeah. So let's go from why you began. How old are you? You look young. I'm 28. 28. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, so vegan is good for the skin. Vegan's good. <laughs> <laughs> good, for, good for health. Um, what, what was the reason you turned to veganism? And uh, was it like a, was it, you know, outside influences from parents and, and or, you know, friends? Uh, yeah. how, did, how did you get down this path? Yeah. It was actually a documentary mm-hmm. that I watched and I switched immediately. Wow. Like we're talking overnight. Which, uh, which documentary it's was called this? called Food Choices. Okay. It was on Netflix. It may still be. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a very eye-opening documentary. Um, I guess a few little things prior to watching the documentary had started to kind of trigger my curiosity. Like a friend of mine told me she'd gone vegan a month before. Yep. Had no idea what Hang on, wait, wait. A vegan told you she, <laughs> she was vegan? <laughs> Get fucked. Are you serious? <laughs> no, right? No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, had no idea what it was. Yeah. I was like, is it like a vegetarian or something yeah. similar? I had no fucking clue. So yeah. I Googled it because she just kept going on about how healthy she was feeling, not really talking about animal rights, just kind of the benefits of plant-based. So that triggered my curiosity as an already pretty health-conscious person. Mm-hmm. Googled it, um, said vegans don't consume any animal product, don't use any animal products. And I remember thinking, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clicked out of it, didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just coincidentally watched this documentary roughly one month afterwards. And that is what opened my eyes to the atrocities happening in these industries. And it made me realize that I can thrive on a plant based diet because yeah. I'd been led to believe you need animal products to be healthy. And I thought I never can contribute to these industries again. Mm-hmm. And it was initially learning the environmental impacts that animal agriculture has. I was quite shocked to find out that it's a leading driver of climate change, the leading cause of deforestation, wildlife extinction. And as someone who grew up around nature, being a massive nature lover and animal lover, um, I was very shocked and mm. I knew that I could never contribute to those industries again and I became passionate very quickly and that's when I learned about the inherent cruelty happening in the industries to farmed animals and again I was very shocked and I basically became an activist pretty quickly after finding out that truth. Yeah, because okay. um, ob- ob- obviously <clears throat> documentaries can be biased in in a whole number of ways yeah. in, yeah. in so both great. directions. Yeah. But I, I guess you're saying the documentary at least triggered you and then you did you continued to do your own research after exactly. that? Exactly, yes. Yeah, okay. It's not like I just believed everything in the documentary, but it all sort of made sense to me. 
and that's what triggered me to become passionate about it and do more research. There's interesting docos like um, what's the big one, the, the sports one? Um, oh, the one about being a vegan sports. Yeah, the, the game changes. Game changes. That yeah. was obviously a big triggering one for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I think uh, cowspiracy was pretty big for a lot of people. Yeah. Those sorts of things, They um, again, people can judge them and say, oh, that's fueled with bias. But if any, if it's like what you just said that you, triggers you to at least do your own research, mm. then yeah. I guess there's a bit so more I think validity. Game changes to, was pretty biased. Yeah, definitely biased. I but I fell asleep trying to watch it twice. So. Did you? <laughs> yeah. It was definitely biased to a certain extent, but at the same time, um, the guy who made it, um, oh, what's his name? James Will. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, he came on and he defended. He, I think he went on twice on Rogan and defended yeah. it in a really well. Mm. Like very well. So they yeah. got whoever came on and refuted everything on Rogan, um, he got him back on and went toe-to-toe with him and arguably beat him pretty hands down. Changed the game, you could say. He did. Yeah. So, um, I mean, whether it's biased or not, he went came from, at it from a non-biased position to begin with. He yeah. just wanted to know what was going on with this. So yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, but documentaries, they don't necessarily have to always be – Unbiased, but if they trigger you to do your own research and then you can do your real stuff, I guess. So, what sort of stuff did you find? I guess before we go on into any nitty gritty. So, you've seen that, then you're like, right, I'm going to investigate a little bit more. Is that weed on the table? (laughs) (laughs) It's not weed. It's not weed. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be gone (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) Um, What sort of stuff did you do? Like Google searches? Did you go see for real with your own eyes? Did you? Consult professionals, what was your next yeah, move? Yeah, well, I did a lot of online research, yeah. mm-hmm. um, just kind of looking into what <clears throat> the standard legal practices in animal agriculture is going on. And I sort of found other resources that confirm the information about animal agriculture being a leading driver of um, environmental catastrophes, and that really confirmed that fact. Um, but, yeah, I was more interested in the animal rights side of things, mm. um, learning about what happens, for example, in the dairy industry where cows are raped and forcibly impregnated. Their babies are immediately taken away from them after birth so humans can consume her breast milk. And, you know, I was watching footage all across Australia and the world of what is happening in these industries and I don't think anything can be biased about that. Mm. Um, And it led me to become involved in a lot of forms of activism where I'd go out to slaughterhouses all around Perth Mm -hmm. and witness what's happening myself um, to these sentient beings who want to live just like us and watching them being forced in these trucks to their death Mm. was very confronting. So that's what made it all about the animal rights. Mm -hmm. So is it the animal cruelty, the animal living conditions, that's your biggest biggest push? Not necessarily. It's not – so much about animal welfare, it's just about their right to live freely from harm. For mm-hmm. example, even if farming conditions are treating animals like royalty, yep. which is a complete lie anyway that doesn't exist, but even if it were that circumstance, they're still being enslaved and used for their bodies in whatever way, whether that's for their flesh, their breast milk, their eggs, or any mm. other secretion, and they're still being shot in the head at the end of the day. So it's yeah. just about their right to live freely from harm and suffering. So 
I feel like the best way we can break it all down is the living – like keep it in segments. Otherwise, we will go all over the yeah. joint. But if we stick to the – like the sort of the animal cruelty and the living conditions to begin with, because at the end of the day, they are being raised to die and whether we agree with that or not, that's – So are we, but. Let's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep that out of the conversation to begin with. So the living conditions, for example, um, I mean, the factory farming is – Disgusting. It's pretty it's just, horrific. It's disgraceful. I watched Dominion like we, and I was I, like, this is fucked. Uh, yeah. So After 25 minutes, I was like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, it's fucked. So, okay, yep. So we'll quickly touch on the factory farming before we go to yep. some of the family farms that um, I've got friends who do that. Yeah, I've got family as well that do it. Um, so we'll talk about the factory farming, which I don't think anyone disagrees disagrees with you in that. Like yeah. that's – It's pretty horrific. hard to – It's fucking horrific. The yeah. living conditions um, – You. Dominion's a perfect example, and what is shocking to me is not finding out in a bit of research post Dominion, is that ninety five percent of the food that we eat is factory farmed. Yeah, that scared me a little bit more because mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, factory farms, yeah, they're fucking horrific. But what percentage of meat do we <coughs> eat actually comes from those factory farms? Yeah, ninety five percent. People that don't know what we're talking about. If you do watch Dominion, at least the first twenty minutes, like, mate, I was just trying to watch it to get some context before you came on. And uh, Delby watched it. <laughs> I was like, this is so fucked, man. Made the pigs. I was trying to sleep at night. Yeah, I was so trying I, to go to bed. I was like, I'll watch it before bed. Yeah. But it's fucking. Don't watch it before bed, man. Like, fuck. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. The, sc- the, the screams are fucked, obviously. But like, yeah. it starts out with the pigs. Yeah. Um, their living conditions. Um, and my friend who's got his own family farm, he doesn't raise pigs, he raises sheep. Mm. But his. Sheep and wheat farm, but he it's called a New Zealand he, brothel. He was talking about pigs not liking to live in Mark. in their yeah, yeah, filth. Yeah. Like they like living in clean areas. They like, yeah. and so obviously, um, any family farmer who has any pride in their their livestock wants their and this was his opinion. He yeah. wants their their um their livestock to be happy, healthy, free for the best product that he can deliver. That's what he's thinking about from a. Strictly, and it sounds obviously bad, but her product environment. He wants it to be good, yeah. But factory farms just don't seem to my, think my, about that at that all. My mind, they don't even consider it. The thing that blew my mind is that I like the the humans behind the factory farming to have eventually commoditized the animals. <laughs> And it's a number. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, it's a number. Like, it's a monetary. As much as I love eating meat, it is pretty fucked. Um, and then, but watching how they treated the animals, they're either desensitized to it or they just don't view. I could never treat an animal no. the way that they do. Like, yeah, I'll eat them. Mm. Yeah. But the way they treat those animals is fucking disgusting. So, so we should give I context like to people who haven't seen Dominion and we'll quickly touch on some pig stuff and then maybe even like the chicks, seeing those chicks, the male chicks go into a fucking grinder. Like Mate, moments after no hatching, there's no cis male gender privilege <laughs> if you're a chicken. Mate, it's it's, it's, it's feminism it's, packed in the chicken world, bro. They're literally just gr- ground yeah, up, ground up, and you see it in the. It's fucking dis- disgraceful yeah. and disgusting, yeah. but it it is what it is. But um, uh, my, breakdown my, my maybe, thing comes down to it's the humans, the the people that are in charge of that I are the ones that are fucked. So I don't, and again, I don't want to be all pro vegan. I don't want to be all against vegan. I just want to present a neutral um, position towards it. And we're probably sounding almost very pro at the moment. So, but I just, uh, let's give a, a rundown of this Dominion 
um, especially at the start of with the pigs and stuff. Um, what did you feel like was happening in that? Or can you explain what was happening in those situ- situations? Yeah, so, well, firstly, Dominion's a documentary. Basically, all the footage is undercover in Australia. Yeah, in Australia, that's yeah. really struck me, yeah. that yeah. it was all Australia. Yeah, mm. all across Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the pigs, they, I, th- I believe it's 99% of pigs are factory farmed in Australia and possibly worldwide as well. Um, and they, the mother pigs basically spend their entire lives in a crate and um, they can't turn around. They get like sores on their bodies. Yeah, they stress live in sores. Dark sheds, yeah. literally amongst their feces, and drowning, sometimes drowning in their own. Yeah, like literally suffocating in their own shit. Yeah, mm. which disgusting. is like yeah. a Fremantle supporter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's no good. Yeah. Um, but again, this is so. I'd like. I wouldn't. I, I'd, I'm. I should. I'll get my phone in a minute. and We can Google. But um, if you, we'll just take on word for for now that ninety nine percent of pigs pigs that are farmed and uh, are factory farmed. Yeah. Um, do you? Th- I don't know. My f- again, we're just going off my friend who's a couple of friends. One of them, his neighbour does pig farming, and their f- pig setup is not like that at all. It's all clean. Yeah. Their f- feces away. They they are treated um, as well as you could suggest an animal should be treated uh, that's been lined up for slaughtered. Um, I don't know what the percentages are, so we'll just back in that 99%. So if 99% and the stat, the stat that was raised at the start, and I cannot remember the, the actual numbers, but it was, you know, what was it, like 85,000 um, or 85 million or something uh, pigs kept in Australia within, you know, a huge number of farms about 50 years ago, and now it's within like 16 farms, that same number, which is, means they've just compressed the same amount of pigs into a tiny number of farms. Mm. Yeah. And if 99% of that is within factory farms, that's pretty scary. Yeah, it is. Um, we'll we'll do some fact-checking on that. But I guess um, what's, what's the alternative, though? You spread them out and fuck up heaps of environment, which will damage the environment, which makes things worse, or do you put them all close together so you're not – Decimating do you, and ruining native yeah, environment, yeah, yeah. or as Tash would suggest, you just don't do it. Yeah, you just don't <laughs> don't contribute to these atrocities, yeah. and that will decrease the demand for forcibly breeding them into existence. Mm. Because it's not we we have to be realistic about the whole situation. It's not a black and white issue. It's not people, especially a lot of people, don't want to hear it, and they're not interested. They want to eat meat, so and they're never going to change. They're always going to eat meat. So for those people that we have to service, we have to at least account for them and provide them food, I guess. As much as your argument obviously is the opposite and saying they shouldn't be our food, we have other options. Uh, like we still have to do it, don't we? Do you think? I think it's all a gradual process. And I mean, veganism is rapidly growing. Yep. And so is the market for plant-based alternatives mm-hmm. and even lab-grown meat. I honestly do believe that is the future. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the way the world is heading is looking like a good future, but at the same time, it's a very scary future in terms of climate change, etc. And as I mentioned before, animal agriculture is a leading driver of this. There's gonna become a point in time where it's going to be um, impossible to continue breeding animals into existence if we want to see the future of the planet survive. 
But climate change is like a natural process, right? It's going to happen anyway. I think, uh, and we've spoken about this, I think the mainstream narrative that is that it's not and we are contributing to it or speeding it up. Yeah. But I would probably go on the other way and say it is a natural process yeah. and that the, the world goes through cooling cycles and warming cycles again bro science but yeah. uh yes there's there's plenty of people who suggest the same and you see you see graphs and they can cherry pick and they can go right from you know the industrial revolution now we've had a, a steady increase in in temperature but then you look and you take it back another two thousand years and it was still increasing that whole time to that point so mm. it was a steady increase and there was no rapid increase because of our industrial revolution but regardless of that um well i just just don't think that um i I know that animal agriculture is definitely contributing a huge amount to pollution and 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 waste i honestly don't think well again i don't think like that's going to be the difference it's not the difference man Mm. but i also agree with that yeah yeah i just I i just think it's not contributing to the larger scale of um, yeah, yeah, it's smaller. But again, we're not scientists, so I don't. know. Yeah, exactly. We should have made comment on that. I guess. Where's <laughs> your Where's your um, research and your stats and stuff coming from that you get? I usually refer to a website. It's for the Cowspiracy documentary, but it's cowspiracy.com/facts, mm-hmm. and it links you to all the peer-reviewed articles and studies yeah um and that's where i get a lot of the inform- the environmental information on mm-hmm. um i did see it see it's a statistic the other day you have to fact check this yeah but it said that 56 percent of australia is actually occupied by farmed animals and that's not even taking into account the huge amount of uh, land required for their food and that's just a huge number if you i mean Everyone sees Australia as a very barren and rural country because a lot of it has been cleared to have farmed animals. Like even when I was down south in Esperance, just be, seeing that ecosystem in the national park was absolutely incredible. And it was so heartbreaking leaving the national park because you go from you know, flourishing wildlife, flora and fauna, and then you go straight into grazing land and it just stops right there. And mm. then it's just barren so for eight that, hours on the way to Perth. Have you been to an atrocity? Have you driven up north though? That's not farm. That's just natural Australian outback, and that's where farmers have they let their sheep fucking run on millions of hectares, and it's not. Mm. They haven't done that. Is that is that? Um, it's just natural. Yeah. Is that is that natural? Or is it like up north? Definitely is. Yeah, that's natural. Southwest is that is that southwest would be more curated. Yeah. I don't think that that doesn't sound right. Again, just from my gut feel, fifty six percent of the land is fine. that doesn't sound right at all. That would be it. Might be fifty six percent of inhabited um, land. Land. Oh yeah, be farmed. Because there's no way that if you think about how big Australia is, there's no fucking way that. Oh yeah, because there's a lot of, of stuff of nothing is farmed. No way. Um, yeah, it might, it might be inhabited. It would land, be yeah? inhabited, probably. We can Google it. I'll but you, to cycle back onto the bit where you're like, oh, they treat animals like royalty, right? Yeah. What What would you? What's your gripe with that? Because I oh, won't say his name. But your mate, my uncle, is a is a cow farmer. Um, they love their fucking animals, man. They like treat them so well. Um, when they when they when the babies die, the devo, 
they do everything as best as they can. I think they're they're all milk farmers. So they're family. They're, not, they're, they're not, family farms as well. Yeah, they're very different they're not, to a um, fucking factory uh, conveyor belt. Yeah. yeah. What's your grow up with with that? Yeah. I believe it's still unnecessary. Therefore, it's immoral to be forcibly breeding animals into existence to commodify them and murder them for their flesh and secretions. But what if they don't get murdered? So let's say cows that are bred bred for milking. All um, dairy cows um, usually are considered spent after five years of age and then they're sent to murder because they're considered no longer profitable. Their babies are still removed from them and the male calves are often murdered just days to weeks old would to you, be used for veal. Would you prefer that they don't, um, they don't live at all then? Yes. So you'd they should not be bre- bred and raped into existence to be enslaved, abused and murdered. When you say raped, what do you mean? Uh, Have you seen how they're? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, but so um, I guess that's yeah, that's a hard argument, isn't it? Like to not exist ever, or to exist for a for slaughter. Yeah, I mean, if we replace them with humans, we it would be an easy answer. Imagine forcibly breeding humans into existence to use them for their flesh. I think that's what Should they do in Rare Booker, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just use them for settling, no? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can see that argument, right? But at the same time, unfortunately, humans have uh, uh, figured out how to be, what's the word, top of the food chain. Like we're, you know, just, we know we've learned how to – manipulate our environment so it ensures our survival. But we can thrive and survive without drinking a cow's breast milk or eating anyone's body. So what about what about hunting, for example? So I I remember watching Cowspiracy and um, I liked his thought process towards the end where he was like, well, if I can't, uh, from memory that one was where he, was it Cowspiracy or the one prior? Can't remember either one. He's he's done two documentaries, and he decides he's going to try and kill his own food. Um, kill, I think kill chickens, um, and he couldn't do it. So he decided because he couldn't do it himself, mm. he was going to go vegan. He didn't have the the guts to do it himself, um, and he felt like the um, it was like his mutual respect for the animal giving its life. Like you know, I guess old. Um, uh, I guess like I, th- I feel like the Aboriginals. Back in the day, when you used to hunt, they gave anyone mutual, that lives off the land. Yeah, give mutual respect to their their food, and they sort of thank them whilst they're hunting. I guess there's a different sort of style of hunting these days with guns and that. But do you feel like that sort of mutual respect at least is honourable? I don't think I wouldn't call hunting mutual respect um, if it's necessary. If we're talking about indigenous cultures that are still living in the land and they need to kill animals as a necessity, then sure, that is what they need to do. But if you're just going to go out, when you have, when you can enter the supermarket and buy a variety of plant-based foods and going out to take someone else's life unnecessarily, then there is no respect for that. What if they're a pest and they're um, ruining the environment? What's your stance well, on that? humans are the most... I guess dis- it's a little bit... Yeah, well, humans are the most destructive and invasive species on the planet. Yeah, I agree, especially Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
I don't think we should be murdering anyone. We sort of humans are responsible for all these atrocities. Are we yeah. going to start culling humans? Absolutely not. Why should we believe we're so superior to start mass murdering other species because of our own faults? We are sort of chasing our tail in that sort of sense. We seem to always be fucking shit up and then trying to fix it. Yeah. So even um, I think Australia is a pretty good example. What was the pest that they introduced <coughs> cane toads mm -hmm. for? I think um, it was to reduce one of the locusts. The locusts or something. Was it? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And then and then the predators yeah, started dying from eating them. And for that fuck for those plants, man. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck those plants is the fault that we got cane toads here. So that was a natural way of fighting off. Yeah. So not using pesticides. What happens if you find out that plants are sentient and have feelings? Which we can... There's been some research. There's been some research. To show uh, that like, well, I'd argue that they don't have a central nervous system. How on earth can they feel if they don't have a brain and central nervous system? Uh, do lobsters have a brain? I'd have to check that. Because they've just figured out that lobsters can feel. Can feel. Oh, yeah. Boiling them alive. Yeah. Did, was that ever, like, in doubt, though? <laughs> like... I don't know. That they couldn't but just feel them. To, uh, what's the boiling frog thing? So you can put a, a frog in water and slowly bring it to boil and the, the frog will not leave. Yeah. That's a boiling frog syndrome. They use it as like you you would um, you get used to you, the conditions of your environment until, oh, my God, they've killed you or, yeah. you know, or put you in a terrible situation. Frogs are the same. Mm. Do they not feel that pain? Is that why? I don't like, know. I'm, I'm really sure a frog has a brain. As it's a, but why doesn't it get out of the boiling water? Maybe it feels good. Maybe it thinks it's having a sauna, bro. Is it the slow period of adjustment? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not sure. But um, you know what happens if you don't eat a tomato, hey? It sprouts more tomatoes, millions. So every time you eat a tomato, <laughs> you're killing millions of its babies because it doesn't have a chance for its seeds to grow. I'm glad they're not yeah. sentient beings. <laughs> well, uh, okay, sort of like... Um, funny, but it, uh, it was what's the, who's the two guys that do the experiments all the time on the MythBusters? MythBusters, they did it. Right to find out if a plant was sentient. Yeah, and they, they um, it was um, so basically there was a guy who did a, a a test fucking yonkers ago, and they were like, well, let's bust this myth. Yeah, and then they went to bust the myth, and they tried to burn it, and it actually sent off the. The Richter. Yeah. So it actually suggested that plants have. It's true. It's probably true because feeling or so, or so, just I can't because it's it. not a nervous system doesn't mean that it doesn't. again. It's also MythBusters. It's a fucking mainstream TV program. Yeah. <laughs> but just because something doesn't have a, a central nervous system doesn't mean that's just because what we think as humans. Yeah. That things feel if they've got a central nervous system. There's so many different ways that uh, life has evolved. So I don't know. So I, f I find that interesting. Before though, you. You made the point of like indigenous cultures hunting for their food as a necessity. So again, I raise that point. We've we've now turned into a society where it is still is it it's a necessity to have meat available for the people who want to have it. I guess, and the way we get it might be different to the indigenous cultures, and it might not be. It's clearly not ethical in some ways, um, in most ways, um, but uh, it's part of the. It's part of society, just like hunting for the indigenous cultures is part of their society. Would you, do you think there's a difference? Because I know, obviously, let's take away factory farming, let's take organic farm, farmland, like doing your own farming. Um, do you think there's a difference between that and an indigenous culture? 
Yes, I do. Again, it comes down to necessity. If it's necessary for survival, then that's what has to be done. But if it's unnecessary and you have plant-based alternatives, then I believe that's a huge difference. One is immoral and the other, well, is moral because they have to survive. Mm. Gotcha. I understand that point of view. But here's another one for you. <laughs> Why is bacon way more delicious than fake bacon? <laughs> and it tastes nothing like it. Well, what's the... Um, what's your what's your opinion when when taste comes into it? Because I love, I fucking hated watching Dominion, but I love how bacon tastes. It's, it's really good, right? I'd hate I hate the fact that a cow has to die, but it tastes fucking delicious. And for me, the the plant based alternatives don't taste the same or better. Is that just one way you're like, well, fucking get over it? Basically, or, yeah. Yeah. Well, my question is. Do you value life over taste I think, or taste over life? I, th- I think it's uh, at the point at this point in time and because I'm so disconnected from how my food's made, I value the taste because I'm not there when it happens. Yeah. And I don't think that unless somehow society changes where we are right there at the point of, you know, where our food's met, because we're so disconnected, I walk down to IGA and it's in a packet – I'm like, all right, I'll cook that. It's not like got the face of what the cow was and fucking, mm. you know, exactly. show me, you know. Industry tactics. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even realise that that was one sentient being. Yeah. And I think watching Dominion is the first step to making that connection. Yeah. It certainly um, jolts you, doesn't it? Because yeah. I love – like, I, I'm a massive animal lover. I know it sounds like mm. – uh, what's the word? Contradicting. Contradictory. I love animal. I couldn't kill an animal. I don't even fucking – kill cockroaches if I can, unless they're in my house. But if I'm walking along and I see a cockroach, I won't kill it. The only animal I think is okay to kill is flies because, fuck, man, they do my head in the summer. <laughs> do you right? know I don't? I don't kill ants. I don't kill, like, anything. You like, know? I'll step over them. Yeah. But when it comes to eating meat, like, I, I'll do it. That's an interesting, uh, like, perspective. And that's not I just couldn't, you. I couldn't, that's stick, not just I you. couldn't stick a pig. I couldn't. Yeah, exactly I just know. how I was. Yeah. For yeah. 23 years of my life, I absolute animal lover. Yeah. Like I just do anything to protect them, including insects yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And then my eyes opened up and I realised you're, you're an animal abusing hypocrite. Every <laughs> time you eat animal products, you are paying a psychopath to slit that animal's throat. Well, do you think they're a psychopath or do you think that they're just doing what they have to do to make I, their money? I certainly of don't. Course, I but cer- unfortunately, the act of mur- mass murdering every day um, results in a lot of psychological issues. And as you saw, the way those animals are treated yeah, in that documentary, up. that's what happened. It's not their fault. Yeah. This is just what happens when they're working in those industries. Yeah. The violence is normalised and they become so desensitised to it. Yeah. A lot of them start to get pleasure out of abusing and killing animals. Yeah. I'd like to fact check that. <laughs> but Defi- well, look, and this is it's the, this is the guys the, that do that shit. What's me mates, his point on the factory farming is that they're hiring just hillbillies that come in and fill a, a, fill a spot. Fill a spot. And these are the type of people you're talking about, the psychopaths who just like they almost get off on it and you fucking hear them cheering and wooing and hooting and like, oh boy, like that's, that's, that's horrific. But uh, like two or three families that I know and they've raised families, they, they wouldn't take pleasure in, in the death and they def- mm. certainly don't take pleasure in the death. 
they see it as this is their this is their family's business that they've done for you know 50 60 70 i don't know years working the farm working the land um and with they would argue a mutual respect for the animals and what they're giving for them you can obviously always argue that they shouldn't have to die for them to create an income but that's the situation that they're in but so i guess i i, I I don't agree that family run and <clears throat> family run farms. Uh, I, I feel like there's still a bit of, um, I guess, acknowledgement from them and a bit of mutual respect for the animal. I feel like there is, and you can obviously disagree with that, but um, I think it's far better than factory farming. I think we can certainly agree with that. If there, if there was a choice between factory farming and an animal living a pretty fucking good life, yeah. For Eating it, mm-hmm. I'd definitely choose factory would, farming. Would you argue yeah. that they don't <laughs> even choose. they don't live a good life, regardless? I think they live I a pretty good life. For sure, but my argument is they all end up in the same mm-hmm. murder house at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. They're all sent to the same murder house, and most of them are still babies. Mm. They're very young when they're killed, and they are brutally murdered. Um, so yeah, you might say it's better to choose that option, but when you have the option of not contributing to either, then yeah. why wouldn't you choose that? So you, your argument's pretty pretty simple. It's like if you've got the choice between choosing a plant-based product where there's no mm-hmm. murder, there's no immorality, and choosing between a product that has meant that an animal's had to suffer, then as a human, we've evolved enough to be able to choose a plant-based product. Right? I guess then you're going down yeah. the, the avenue of health because the avenue of health no, it's not health it's, it's about morality no, as in like but as in you're going to come to a point where health is going to be an issue if you're going down plant-based because at the moment the plant-based meat is widely there's not all of it but widely pretty unhealthy for yeah you. it's not good for and you. i'm not suggesting that people who eat meat are eating healthy food either because they're usually eating fucking 90 percent processed foods themselves regardless yeah. um but somebody making conscious choices you know eating clean um, ethically farmed, and I use that in quotations, for, but uh, ethically farmed meats, um, they're, they're making conscious decisions. But the people who are making, the, the I guess, the decisions to eat um, <laughs> vegan options, plant-based stuff, because of health, that's simply not – that's not true. That's not correct. Well, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying as in health – isn't always is never going to be is not not always going to be the best option because of just because you're going vegan. Yeah, you can be an unhealthy vegan or a healthy vegan. I yeah. myself rarely eat like the plant based meats because I just prefer to have beans, lentils, chickpeas, yeah. etc. Yeah. in my meals. I prefer to be healthy, so I try and eat whole food, plant based. Um, but you know, I would still argue that I mean, humanity's biggest killer is because of consuming animal products. It's mm. a leading cause of heart disease because of the high saturated fat and cholesterol content. And um, even if you choose to eat a plant-based meat over animal flesh, I would argue that you're still choosing a healthier option. Mm. I think meat's good. And <laughs> 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 it, it's, it, well, a lot of the science suggests that's what made us as smart as we are, ironically. Which yeah, was the- Maybe. That it it will go the, full circle and make us smart enough to grow it in a lab, which is what I want to hit on next. I'll definitely eat lab meat. Yeah. Um, but if you're talking about ethics, is it where – where do the ethics draw the line? Is that cell cluster that's just grown to be eaten 
you're going to you'd suggest that it because it doesn't have sentience it's okay yeah well i don't understand the whole process of lab grown meat i'd like to look into it a little yeah. bit further but from what my understanding is it's going to save literally billions of lives yeah and i'm all for that yeah uh, billions of lives you mean like animals or do you mean yes, like yeah, animals. Okay. yeah. Uh, roughly 70 billion farmed land animals are bred into existence every year. So if we don't have to mass murder those animals and have lab-grown meat instead, I'm all for that. That is yeah. the stupidest argument as well that anyone ever gives when they say, like, what are they going to do with all the animals? You so know, they're, like, not well, they're, they're not going to exist because you're not going to breed them to kill. <laughs> like, exactly. They're like, yeah. well, you're going to get overrun by cows. No, because you're not going to fucking rape the cow to create more cows so i yeah i just find that the fucking stupidest know, argument like, ever. have you heard of supply and demand yeah. or not? <laughs> yeah um but uh but there is a demand and there always will be a demand so let's put aside your thoughts on like there shouldn't be any if you if there was to be any choices how do you think people should make the best choices um and conscious decisions to eat meat if they have to if they have to Oh, I know you're going to go against her. So now I know you. And you can't use that soundbite on, on this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are they relying on it for survival? Yeah. Well, if someone is in that situation, I would believe that they'd probably have to hunt the animals themselves because they wouldn't be able to walk down to a supermarket and buy a product. Because if they had yes. that choice, then they wouldn't have to use okay. and buy the animals. They'd buy the plant-based alternative. Okay. Let's change tact here. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the best? Obviously, you've had your ways, which I want to discuss. Uh, someone like me, I've watched Dominion. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can eat um, pigs again. And literally the next day I had a bacon, egg and cheeseburger. Right? How could you? I know. Because it's delicious. Right? So what do you think is the best way to, to move forward? Uh, yeah, to, to try and change people's opinions because – yeah, your the documentary didn't work because I'm too far removed. Yeah. Right? I care about animals, but it hasn't moved me enough to go, I'm fucking, I'm just not going to eat meat again. Mm. So what's your strategy? What's your tactics? Um, and we can break them down a little bit as to why you've been doing what you've been doing. And is there a better way? Is there another way? Would you choose a different way? So. Yeah, well, everyone's different and different forms of activism or like watching animal rights documentaries is going to work for different people. So for most people, it's a gradual process of going to veganism. Not everyone's like me and is going to do it overnight. There's yeah. a select few people that actually do that. I mean, you've only recently just watched that footage. Yeah. You're still processing it. Mm. And maybe there'll come a time where it just keeps that image of what happened to those animals just keeps replaying in your head to mm. the point where you might say to yourself, I'm not going to eat those animals anymore i can't do this um that might happen or i mean I just you feel might hungry <laughs> you, you might you might never change yeah no not everyone's going to change unfortunately but um i think that's why my form of activism comes into play i mean disruptive activism has been used throughout history to create social change i get messages from people around the world very regularly saying that i inspired them to go vegan so mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to reach everyone. I know my activism turns some people off. I know that it helps people go vegan. And then there's other activists out there just doing outreach and showing footage of what's happening and that connects to more people. So, I mean, so not, not everyone's going to change immediately. Yeah. No. Well, do, do you think, um, do you honestly think that perhaps your extreme way of 
you know, protesting is going to make things harder for the cause? No, Do you think it pushes some people away? It may push some people away, but they would have never heard my message in the first place and I think that's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. People are talking about it all around the world. Every time I do a disruptive protest, a lot of the time it gets international media attention and yeah. that's literally getting millions of people talking about it. Even if most of it seems negative and they're going to claim, oh, I'm just going to eat more animals because of her or I'm not listening to that idiot. Mm. They're thinking about it. And what? a lot of these people get so obsessed that I have trolls that have been following me for years online, every post to say shit. And I'm like, well, I've just triggered you. Yeah. They haven't changed yet, but they're thinking about me and my message every single day. So I think that is the first step towards social change. What um, brings back to the very first activism stunt that you did, what was it and how did you feel? Because I would have been shitting myself. I can't even do yeah. a, a prank in public. Yeah, it's hard just doing my a prank. My empathy for yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah is like, oh, I don't want to fucking do this. But what was your very first one and, and how did you lead into it? Let's discuss that because that kind of intrigues mm. me a bit. Well, my f- – like I'd been – as I said, like I'd been doing some activism, going to slaughterhouses, et cetera. Like that's what would you do when you rocked activism. up? Um, Just hold a sign and be like, fucking meat is murder. <laughs> What was, what was your, what was your uh, go-to? Well, the aim was to mostly just get footage of the animals and share it on social media because, yeah. as you said before, people are so disconnected. Yeah. Actually seeing the faces of the animals going into these places is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So the main purpose of that was, yeah, to get imagery of animals. <coughs> mm. I also was that like at night time, like with night vision and shit, or is that the daytime um, you're rocking up going, excuse me, can we <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of it's during the day and we just stand on the outside and try and stop the trucks before they actually go inside yeah. to yeah. the slaughterhouses. Um, some of it was at night as well, um, depending on like when the trucks are coming through with the animals. We'd have to, it just varies. The truckies wouldn't give a fuck though, right? They're just like, get out of the way. Most of them don't. Shit. Some yeah. of them try and run us over. Some of them get out and abuse the shit out of us. Yeah. And get really angry. Um, yeah, it sort of varies. It yeah. seems like you're very willing to just cop it for your cause. Like in, in whatever way, whether it's, um, you know, verbal abuse, physical which we've seen at the Royal Show. Mm, um, yeah. But I guess for you, it's just, it's just part, of the, part of the process. Exactly. And I think inherently I'm just built to do this. Like I'm not a very- I wouldn't say you're built to do this. You're pretty tiny. <laughs> I, yeah, but I can handle it. Like yeah. I really can. Like fucking take me on, fucking punch me out. I don't care as long as my message gets out there. Like I'm pretty tough. Does, oh. it, does it get like a bit um, draining on you mentally? Like, does it make you feel fragile at times and almost not depressed, like but yeah. I'd be fucking exhausted, man. Yeah. It is exhausting when you have someone just- I've got to promote my fringe four weeks a year and that takes yeah. it out of me. But when you have someone trolling us on one of our fucking TikToks or something, it's exhausting just commenting back to someone. You've mm. got it constant. It must yeah. take- Do you comment back? I used to. I remember my first big protest, sort of touching back on yeah, your question, yeah. where yeah. I dressed as a slaughterhouse worker- went into Coles and Woolies and that- Is that when you sprayed red shit everywhere? No. No, that was KFC, that was it? No, was no, it? there was yeah, one in the- that was the, a KFC one. No, there was one with it, like you had blood on you, you're spraying it on the ground. Yeah, yeah. that was in KFC. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, we'll Not hit that, that in a second. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, this was probably my first very big one. And yeah, it got international media attention. And I remember just getting hundreds of messages. What did you and do? I, Sorry, what was the first one? Of hate or- 
Oh, yeah, sorry. What, what did well, you do? I, I dressed as a slaughterhouse worker with yep. blood all over me. I held a fake pig's head. I remember and I that. just yep. went and I played the animal screams inside the supermarkets. Sweet. Um, okay. And did a bit of speaking out as well. But um, yeah, that was a pretty effective protest. And like, I got hundreds of messages. I literally spent five nights in a row staying up until 4 a.m. responding to these people. Yeah. Because I'm such a fighter. I just wanted to like engage yeah. with everyone. Yeah. Now, I barely respond yeah. to anyone. I'm you can't like, achieve. Nah, I, it's impossible. Because like, on, online's a different world. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Online's not real life. Yeah. Like those people, some will probably come up to you and say it, but 95% of people wouldn't say anything to your face. Yeah, oh, 100%. Exactly. They, just Especially, write, they just write it. Everyone's powerful behind a fucking Especially on a platform yeah. like TikTok where they almost don't even have a name on there. It's just a fucking user 283678. Yeah. And you're like, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, it's, it's, not, exactly. a re- it's not real life online. It's not real yeah. life. Yeah. Um, so your first one, you've dressed as a slaughterhouse worker. What was the feeling heading in? Were you excited? Were you scared? Were you like – can't believe I'm going to do this. This is going to work. What was your thought process? Um, I mean, for someone to do that, you know, you either got big balls, you're not mentally stable, or you really fucking really care about what you're doing, right? Mm. So, what's Two your of those. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I still get nervous to this day yeah. before I do a protest. Yeah, but not like anxiety kind of nervous, just okay. like a good amount of like adrenaline yeah. ready to go. And I think that's just how I felt at that point in time. Like I'd already participated in some group protests that mm-hmm. were considered disruptive, but a lot more mellow than what I do. So I'd already sort of done some stuff in group environments and I just came up with the idea to like try and create a bit of uniqueness by using costumes yeah. to do that. Cause most other activists, they just go in clothes, they hold a sign and do yeah. their thing. And I thought, why not actually bring some creativity into this? Fuck, the a little bit unique- of drama. Exactly. Cosplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more unique it is, the more effective, I believe. Because, I mean, just seeing one person go in and dress the way that I do using this creativity really seems to get attention. And yeah. that's what I want. I'm there to get attention for the most depressed yeah. beings on this planet. Like when I first saw it, I was like, what a fucking goose, right? I was, sorry, I was like, this fucking, people are just trying to shop. Like, let them fucking shop. Mm-hmm. What, how do you respond to that? Like, that was my initial thought. I'll tell you my secondary and third thoughts. So I remember going, fuck, man. People are just trying to shop. Fucking let them shop. So what's your response? My first response is that they have the right to know what they're actually contributing to. These industries are lying to us, making us believe we're buying a humane and ethical product. And Mm -hmm. as you've seen in Dominion, it's basically the complete opposite. So I'm just there to try and educate people. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to listen, they can walk away. So do you think they they would like being told that though, that forced on them? Or do you think it's always more, it's better to just let people go down that path on their own? Um... I think there's no better way than, you know, really causing a ruckus and creating attention. I'm not actually there to speak to the people in that moment. I'm there yeah. to try and get media attention and reach people via the media articles and the videos. So yeah. it's not really about people in that moment. But in saying that, there's a lot of people in that moment that actually stand there listening, filming and coming up to me saying I had no idea that happened. And of course, like most people are just saying, fuck off, etc. So it's not really about them. It's about reaching people around the world through the media. Um, and well, that I was, was my, my, say second, what my second point was. That's right, you think. Because my oh. secondary thought was like, it's fucking pretty smart. 
as much as I hated to admit it, I was like, it's fucking smart, man, because yeah. no one's going to film somebody peacefully sitting at the front with a sign going, don't eat meat. If you go in and do something crazy, <laughs> exactly. it's like, it's going to get the attention. So I actually fucking, I like that. I actually respected that when I analysed it a bit more as a performer, mm. someone in the arts that's, that needs some form of attention to sell tickets. If you looked at you as a show, you're selling tickets to the vegan show. And it's <laughs> right. And it's yeah, a smart yeah, yeah, move yeah. to do. Yeah. So, but fuck, it pisses me off, man. When people, I'm just trying to go about my day and people just like piss, like annoy me. I'm like, give me my own space, you know? But yeah, well, that the, was my second point. I yeah. remember now. I mean, that slight inconvenience or mm. annoyance that I'm causing is nothing in comparison to what animals are being subjected to. So, yeah. I don't really care if I'm causing, you know, this annoyance to people because I'm there to tell them that you are contributing to someone's abuse and murder. Yeah. Nothing can compare to the suffering that non-human animals endure. Yeah. Yeah, the inconvenience of your of someone being a nuisance to you is nothing compared. Yeah. Yeah. I feel annoyed because like I fucking love meat, but I also love animals and I hate that they have to go through it. So like part of me wants to be like, you're a fucking idiot. But the other part's like, it's actually pretty good. There's also part of that, you know? like see no evil. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm torn in between, you but know. The see no evil, hear no evil. Like, so if you detach from it, like you say, you don't see the face yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's far easier to do that. And some people just like, so what do you do with the people who just have no interest? They just don't want to know. I just, just focus on go, those eh? that want to listen. I mean, I think inevitably people are going to change. Um, I've actually had experienced a lot of turnarounds, like, for example, people threatening me and abusing me online, sending me images of them eating animals, etc. And they've come back like six or so months later saying, well, you were right, I'm actually <laughs> vegan now. Fuck. So sometimes it's those that seem like they're never going to change that actually end up changing. So I have hope for everyone, but I'm just focusing my energy on, you know, just spreading that message worldwide and engaging in conversations with people that want to listen to the message and helping people make that choice to go vegan. Yeah. Because, I mean, <clears throat> the media just show you just being a pain in the ass, A pest. The, okay, the, the, the one, basically that, the one that did annoy me was when you were at the firefighters' sausage chisel. I thought that was a bit fucking. Did you know low. that it was firefighters? No. <laughs> oh no. I didn't know until I. So went you were just there. going to I protest like, the sausage sizzle. I was just like, oh, bunning sizzle. sausage sizzle! What a perfect Australia Day event to um, yep. protest. Mm -hmm. And, and it then was... I see the fire truck there, and I was sort of like, shit. And then I couldn't thought, have chosen nah, a different sausage sizzle. They are, they are, you know, selling dead animals. Why am I even caring here? Fuck it. I'm going to go protest. I don't care. I guess it worked a bit more because it created more hysteria. I did appreciate, which I don't know if they showed on the news where you're like, guys, I'm sorry. I respect what you do. They but definitely blah, blah, wouldn't blah. have showed that. Yeah, did no, they show that? Of course yeah. No way. So, no. but again, surely you can just fucking go, right, I'm going to leave the firefighters, go to a different Bunnings and do a sausage, do the same message there without... You know. if, if there's violence there, I will protest it. I don't care who is, you know, contributing to it. I mean, they need to realise that they are fighting fires because of animal agriculture. That's a leading cause of that. I know there's other external I was going to say, yeah, surely me having a hamburger is not going to light a national park on fire. 
you're contributing to that 100%. Not by eating it. If the national park hasn't been, or let's say like the fires that happened because Telstra um, and everybody didn't maintain their power lines, that's got nothing to do with agriculture. And the firefighters are out there saving people's asses because of, you know, poor maintenance, poor, no fire breaks. Um, they're not actually taking into account what the indigenous farmers did, which is fire stick farming and controlled burn-offs. They didn't do that for years and it ended up, you know, had nothing to do with agriculture. So I thought that was a bit of a shitty move on your half. Well, there's obviously a lot of those external reasons mm. as to why, but animal agriculture is the leading cause of deforestation and that is allowing fires to exacerbate mm. because of that. So I would argue that animal agriculture is the primary driver, even if someone's lighting a fire themselves or it's happening for those other reasons. The land has been so destroyed that it's more prone to being lit up. Mm. I'd love to see the research. I should have researched a bit more but there's a good article by the wilderness society that i can forward to you and you can read through it but it gives a lot of detail and yeah. i think it's a really good source it, of information because i would i would argue that the farmers actually would not want their farm to catch on fire so they'd be doing the right things to make sure that you know that the fires aren't gonna rip through their livestock and rip through all their product they'd want so be i think it's is it adelaide or south australia have just implemented the same tactics that the old indigenous cultures used to use? We should be. We teach it in high schools. So it's burning like, – th- oh, fuck, I, I should have – Fire is good it. for the inwards, I think, uh, in a circle way or burning outwards. So uh, It's burning outwards, so burning from the middle and burning out in a yeah. circle. Well, Australian pattern. plants have adapted so animals, over time to everything. release their seeds in fires. So we need fires for the wildlife to actually breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of um, native plants will – release their seeds in a fire in a and fire. they can't release it without a fire. So you have to burn the land. Mm. So fires aren't a bad thing, no. but... Um, Just well controlled and, and done. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I didn't agree with that. I thought that was a pretty shitty move. I understand the message, but then to have it when the firefighters were there trying to raise money, you know, for stuff that happened like um, down south. What was the fucking name of it? The whole, the whole place just went up like two or three years ago. Last year or, or no. Black Saturday, whatever it's Two called. Two years ago. Is it called Black Saturday? Or Black? No, 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 no. It was down south. Um, we had a massive bushfire up here. Yeah. We just did a charity gig for it as well. Yeah, that was it? over east though, eh? No, the ones over here in Ellenbrook or something like that. Remember? Jump in to evacuate. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did a whole bushfire. Bushfire I mean, relief charity yeah. comedy gig. <laughs> Have you thought about doing stuff like that to raise money rather than to... Well, I've seen you did the lingerie. Uh, protest, and there's a documentary about it. I'm that's, intrigued. Tell me, tell <laughs> yeah, me tell more, because <laughs> that seems like it's had a, a better impact than. And I, I, okay, you can suggest that obviously you're, you're creating a further reach by doing your extreme sort of stuff, but the lingerie one is creating a pretty cool impact. Yeah, what is definitely. it? Explain it to me. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, so last year, a famous Australian model, Stefania Ferrari. Uh, flew me over to live with her in Melbourne for a little bit. She just wanted to do some activism with me. She's been vegan pretty recently and just wanted to hang out with me. Do you, is she single or like, <laughs> does she want to hang I out with anyone else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And she, well, she's a lingerie model. So she said, why don't we just go out in the streets and lingerie and hold some signs? And I said, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Um, I don't like that she's using her body like animals. <laughs> she's just selling her meat for a process. <laughs> yeah. Um, so does vegan booty. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, oh, we'll I mean, that we sec. have yeah. complete autonomy over our bodies. Yeah. So we're using our bodies to create awareness for those and what do you who say have to the no feminists? bodily autonomy. What do you say to the feminists? Have you been attacked by any feminists? Yeah, but I would argue that they're not even feminists <laughs> if they're having a go at other women wearing whatever they want. That's yeah. like going yeah. completely against feminism. Yeah. I mean, I'd never worn lingerie in my life. I've grown up being a full tomboy, so... Yeah. I never thought that I'd be doing something like that, but I felt pretty empowered doing yeah. it. So like, you just went out in your lingerie? Yeah, yep. and just holding signs. Um, we literally had hundreds of people just taking photos of us, coming up, wanting to have photos with us. So that was pretty cool. We ended up doing it like two other times when I was over there. And then soon after, I just started seeing other people like in the US, in Europe, etc., other parts of Australia, just doing the same thing. So it... Any guys? Of, yeah, there were actually some guys getting involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was pretty cool to see. And um, a big platform called Plant Based News just did a bit of a documentary yeah. about it. What was the laundry cool. made from? Not wool, obviously. Definitely not. What's it made from? Uh, synthetic like, or something? Yeah, synthetic right. cotton material. Are there, would you say there's more female vegans than male? Probably. Why? Um, some would say that females are more empathetic to that's animal suffering. Yep. So I think that's a could real stat that. as well. And there's also like the whole marketing thing the meat industry has built about you have to be tough and masculine mm. mm-hmm. by eating animal products. That's which why I, I think is completely a little bitch. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say it's, there's nothing more masculine than wanting to protect the most vulnerable and innocent beings on this planet. What is masculine about eating babies and breastfeeding from cows? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of milk anymore. Nothing no. to do with veganism. So I'm Just, I'm close to the vegan. Okay, okay, this is actually something led to something. We'll come back to that laundry one, but this has sparked my mind. So I'm off milk. I'm on the armor milk, and then you're I'm cream, are you? You're off milk. I'm off milk. Yeah. I'm off the milk. Um, I'm on the armor milk. Uh, I'm basically almost off cheese um, and dairy products. Eggs. So eggs yeah. for me, I get them from my. Brother-in-law who has a... I get them from my chickens. i got chickens out the back. Yeah, yeah, you get your own ones. Tash, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, they, they fucking love it, man. They, they cruise around my backyard. They yeah. don't do anything with the egg. Big open space. We feed them scraps, not grain. Like, awesome. And they, you can tell the difference in taste between the fucking... My chickens taste... I mean, my eggs taste... <laughs> delicious. <laughs> um, wh- okay, what's the issue there? Yeah, that's I wanted, I've always wanted to know from a vegan's point of view, what's the issue with eggs that are not... Nothing's happening and wool, anyway. actually, now I think about it. If the wool's being sheared and it's not being used and they grow it back uh, and the, the sheep lives for forever mm. until it dies naturally, do you have an issue with that? A majority of sheep in the wool industry are once considered no longer profitable when they're not growing enough wool are actually sent to murder factories and their flesh is sold as mutton. Right. So, oh, way to put a downer on it there, Tash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, and even if they weren't killed, again, it's forcibly impregnating animals and raping them into existence because that's the fastest way to breed animals into existence. It's very rarely done naturally. So they're raped into existence to be used as a commodity. They're being commodified for their bodies. The keeps are raped, right? Is it right, man, if, it, if they don't feel it, artificial insemination? Have, like, <laughs> is there a difference? I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. It's sexual penetration. Like, for example, with the dairy cows, the farmer has to basically put their entire arm and fist the cow's anus. That's what I do with my girls when they come. No. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's consensual because this is not consensual. Of course. Okay, so this is not consensual. Non-human animals cannot consent to this. Yeah. 
So the farmer puts their fist into her anus to position her cervix and then puts a metal rod into her vagina and mm. artificially inseminates her. If that's not rape, I don't know what it is. Mm, doesn't sound fun. No. no. Uh, and then eggs? Yeah. So chickens actually lay their eggs to eat. They rely on the nutrients in the eggs. To eat their own eggs? Yes. They can actually really? get very nutrient deficient um, from not eating their eggs. I'm not entirely sure what nutrients in eggs that they need. I know they eat the egg shell. Vitamin B12 is in there, I guess it would be perhaps I know they eat egg shell. I've never seen a chicken eat well, egg. Well, it depends where they come from. I mean, if they've come from a farm, they all their natural instincts are taken away from them. So mm. a lot of them don't know that they need to be eating their eggs because that's all they've ever known is having their egg taken away from them. Mm. Um, so I know a lot of people who have rescued chickens and, yeah, they're not eating their eggs because they've never known. So they'll try and break the eggs for them and try and encourage them to eat it or they'll even scramble the eggs for them to eat and kind of slowly introduce that. And do they, do they pick up on it or do they just not do it? Yeah, they do. Yeah? Yeah. Fair call. If, so if, if this, I've got if, an, if my chickens are not used to eating their eggs and then, but they're getting all the nutrients because we feed them wicked food, like they're getting all of our veggies, they're getting all of our, like everything, they're really well fed. Is that not ethical? Like just they're, they're looked after, they don't need their egg, they're done, they're living pretty good life. Mm. They've got heaps, like they love it. Mm, there's they, still a couple of reasons why I would argue that it's still immoral. Yeah. Coming back down to necessity, it's not necessary to be taking her egg away from her. So why do you need to do it? Um, so I would argue that that is unethical. Um, secondly, I still think that they should be eating their own eggs, even if you're feeding them really well. And thirdly, it depends where they come from. This is a whole industry in itself saying, oh my gosh, it's ethical to buy these chickens mm. so you can consume their eggs. What's happening to the males? They're all being ground up alive. Yeah. They only want the females in these industries. Do you know what the males do, though, when they grow older? They're so fucking annoying, bro. <laughs> they wake you up at 4.30 a.m. Like, who needs a fucking rooster in their life? They they well, again, it comes down to the fact that they shouldn't be bred into existence. Yeah. I fucking, man, I hated the roosters when I was in my swag. They woke me up 4 a.m., bro. I'm like, I know, cunt. Yeah. I know it's morning. Well, Shut mate. the fuck up. He's like, wake up! <laughs> I don't. Like, the sun's here again. I, I know, bro. I don't have a rooster. I got a human. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Last night she fell out of bed. Well, you should have ate your own egg, mate. And like, she wouldn't have to deal with it. She fell out of bed at like one o'clock in the morning and I just couldn't be bothered trying to get her back to sleep. She's got school tomorrow. I need her to have a good night's sleep. She, I put her in bed and then at... I think 4.55 this morning, she's pushing my face going, wake up, daddy, wake up. <laughs> fuck, <Bro>. mate. <laughs> Where's the grinder? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, so eggs. Uh, so we'll, uh, well, I reckon that this is a great ground for you because if the chicken's not eating the egg and it just leaves it there yeah. and it doesn't know to eat it, then no, no harm, no foul. Pardon the pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I think that's a bit of a grey one. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I agree. And I, I don't think I can be – and I know I, I actually – I acknowledge what you're saying there, but I don't think I can be convinced that if I'm at least giving these chickens good food and nutrients in return for their egg that they're not eating anyway, and I get your, your argument, I think it's still okay for me to Yeah, chickens are egg. fucking brutal though. They eat – like other animals hard, man. You oh, yeah, they're fucking – they're beasts. They're, beasts. <laughs> they're like little dinosaurs. What are your thoughts on that sort of stuff then? Mm. Like animals. 
eating animals. So, for example, let's say uh, I'm hunting an animal, bang, shoot it, one shot dead, like seamless. Well, assuming I get it pretty good, seamless death, very instant. This animal maybe dies a few years later in the wild in a horrific way. Mm. Would you consider my way, if I'm hunting it, to be far more ethical? I already know her answer. Like we you don't need to go out and shoot it because exactly. you've got an alternative. It does come down to necessity, but I don't think you can compare the two. I mean, what happens in nature is nature. I mean, a lot of other species rely on eating animals for their survival, so that's just what needs to be done. And I don't think we should be basing our morality on what other animals are doing out in the wild. But who's to and say that we haven't evolved to live like this? Yeah. That's Slowly over years we've become... That's where humans have sort of... Yeah. I don't. I, I, don't, I already know I don't her response. I already yeah. know. Tasha I don't necessarily response. agree. Like we can figure out a way not to because we're that smart. We've already yeah. got there. We can figure out a way not to. So is this that you know like in a graph where you get to that really bad point and then you go backwards? I feel like potentially, we just need more people just in slaughterhouse uniforms. Certainly, the world. Uh, and I, 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 I'm not in the elk of um, Tashir where I push people. They should be vegan. They should be vegetarian. They shouldn't eat meat. But I, I will always suggest people should eat a lot less meat 100% because it's just not good for your health eating a shitload of meat. I think uh, yeah. that they've actually brought down the, the recommended daily, uh, weekly intake of, of meat for your health. I think it's like 250 grams of red meat a week tops. Nah, no way. Yeah. Red meat and processed meat. Okay. I think chicken and fish is differently, but this is, oh, yeah, that's health we're talking about. We're not talking about ethics. Mm. Um, what well, I was going to hit, uh, your KFC stunt, mm. discuss, what's the process? So you've done, was that, you did your slaughterhouse one, pig's head, yep. then what? What was next? Or how far mm-hmm. until the KFC one? Because um, again, that would be pretty annoying for the, and we've already hit the point, but if you're like a 14 year old and you got, you just, hello, can I take your order please? <laughs> and then you got this chick going, fucking Stop killing the chickens. They loved it, hey. They well, they, their it, never seems to, it never seems to be the staff that has an issue. It's always like the manager or the owner of the business. Yeah, because you're yeah. going in there, you're disrupting like their, their, their income. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm trying well, to get they're it. They're still getting paid. Yeah, but no, like the bottom line, I know because it's a big corporation, right? But like if I wanted to go buy a bucket of chicken and you're there like spraying blood and shit everywhere, I'm going, ah, oh, fuck that. I'll just go to Chicken Treat. Instead of KFC or McDonald's. And again, your, argument, different animal your, argument, your argument's obviously going to be their inconvenience is not mm. more valuable than an animal's, a sentient being's life. Exactly. I mean, the effectiveness of that protest outweighed any inconvenience caused. It resulted in a lot of people becoming aware of the atrocities happening in animal agriculture. Did you scare a, little, a, a few kids? No, no, they honestly, they all loved it. They just all they loved their, it. Oh. They all had their phones out. They were laughing. Little kids though that came in. Um, no, I don't think so. There was just like a group of teenagers that were in there just filming and. So um, what? It, apparently, what? some of them were really nervous though. Like they were all like laughing, kind yeah. of like yeah. But my friend said she saw one of them really shaking. So what about something like the uh, look at the royal show? That was a pretty big one, and then you actually you got pretty heavily handed. Yep. My old mate. And people can argue that they were he was trying to get you out of there for your protection very quickly, but he's pretty pretty heavily handed. And you were all over the news for that, um, smeared pretty heavily. Um, mm. what, what, how did that all unfold and mm. what were your thoughts on something like that? Because these are 
I guess, animals that are supposed to be, you know, there for everyone's enjoyment and and they're treated well, quotation marks. Yeah, well, it was a cattle judging event. So, again, these animals are just commodified and you hear the judge talking about how good the rump looks, mm. etc. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just talking about them as if they're an object. It's really, really sad to see. And no one, you know, this is so normalised. Any outside person is just going to think, oh, this is really cool. I like mm. eating meat. And this is just our ingrained speciesism. And that's why I chose that event to point out that this animal is a living being, no different to our beloved dogs and cats at home. Mm. Why are you paying for their suffering? But you would never cause any harm to a dog or cat. And there's, there's no moral difference. What do you want to live. What do you think about pets like dogs and cats? Are you cool with us keeping dogs and cats? Well, I'm against breeding animals into existence, so I would never purchase an animal from any breeding industry and I encourage people to adopt instead of shop. Um, I think in an ideal world, sadly, pets wouldn't exist and we'd just coexist with wild animals, but, you know, there are a lot of animals that are being murdered in adoption shelters and people should be rescuing them and taking them into their homes mm. rather than contributing to the breeding industries. Here's a bit of a curly one I've just thought. What about animals that have been bred by humans? So like they exist to help hunt other animals and they wouldn't have existed mm. if we didn't hunt in the first place. So like um, the hounds? Yeah, hunting dogs or yeah. any any kind of scenario where Ridge humans bats. have, have you like, um, what's it called? Uh, what the birds? Um, Quails? No, Kestrel. Kest, not Kestrel. Kestrel. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it called? Eagle. Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Where you use eagles to hunt. How do you feel about that? Like those animals wouldn't be well, dogs are basically bred into existence if it wasn't for our, us having to hunt. Well, dogs are just all bred into existence. Aren't they yeah. just all come from wolves? Yep. How the fuck does a poodle come from a wolf? With great difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> what is, how is that? Yeah. That's mind-blowing. Selective Evolution breeding over generations. Is that selective? So what, yeah. they get the runt of the... No, it'll be if a dog, if you've got a dog that's got like curly hair and another dog with curly hair, then mm. you breed them. To, to make it more curly. Curly hair, like, and then eventually, that's why pugs are all fucked up. People like the oh, yeah. fucking, they were like, oh, that's cute. They bred it with nothing. Now it's fucked. And it can't breathe very well, hey? That's right. Yeah, yeah. fuck. So all yeah. pugs have got COVID before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how do you feel about that? If we've, we've, animals exist just to help us hunt other animals, like Jack Russell's to hunt rats and rodents and stuff. Are you like, oh, that was necessity or... How do you feel on that? Have, is it something you've ever thought about? Because I've only just thought of it yeah, just then. Yeah, I haven't really thought about <laughs> it. But I, again, yeah, kind of comes down to necessity. But I think it's unnecessary to be forcibly breeding animals and creating different mm. breeds of animals into existence. I mean, yeah, as you said, with the pugs, it's caused a lot of issues. You know, they, yeah. they can barely breathe. I think that's so mm. immoral. Yeah, I do have a Jack Russell myself and I love him to bits, but... He you will know, kill he the was, fuck out of any mice that we have in the house. He's bred to hunt mice and rabbits. I don't think he's actually ever killed any animal. <laughs> Give him I the chance. Of. I haven't seen any dead animals around the house, yeah. so dogs, pretty lucky. Dogs can't catch you. They're like, oh, yeah? Well, not really. My mate, pig dogs will yeah, diff- will yeah, severely disagree. Yeah, yeah that's, that's different. That's, yeah. Sorry. But, yeah, like Blue, for example, he's fucking fast, but there's no way you could catch a mice. Whereas yeah. the fucking cats, cats I got two are cats and they're... Fucked. Cats are fucked. They man. kill and not eat. 
Yeah. They kill the mice and don't eat them. They're immoral little motherfuckers, man. Yeah. What about cats? Should we Fuck. just kill Should we just get rid of, of cats? Fuck cats. They kill for fun. They're like <laughs> They're making humans. it worse. What do you think? No. Uh, we're, never gonna, we're never going to get you to say we should kill animals. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> no. Definitely not. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, so you, I, you did your, your slaughterhouse one. You did the KFC one. You did that. Um, Royal show. Royal show. What, what, what charges do you have? And have you faced jail time? Do you know what the potential charges are going into something? Do you research, like, what's the worst that could happen? What's, mm. you know? Yeah. Because that's interesting to me. Yeah. Most of the time I just sort of go in it and take a little bit of consideration of the potential outcomes in terms of law breaking. Most of the stuff I do is completely legal and it oh, might yeah? result in just like a move on notice by the cops or something. But yeah. usually I'm in and out of somewhere. Yeah. The cops never, like it's not enough time for the cops to kind of rock up. So yeah. hence what do you why think it would be better? Could you tell the cops that you're going to do something and that would be better for your media coverage if they, if the footage of you being arrested? Or do you just well, no, would rather not be arrested? I don't, I don't think most of it, they wouldn't arrest me yeah. at all. So You, uh, you got moved uh, on from the races, did did I see? The, yeah. um, was it, what's the Perth, Perth Cup? Yeah. Perth Cup. Mm. I, own, I have shares in a racehorse. They love it. It loves running. It loves everything. Okay. Go so Tash. what's your- mm. Look at her face. Honestly, like- Did they tell you that they love it? Because most see. of them are going to end up being murdered. Once they're considered no longer profitable, that's like no, consistency they, a, in these industries. Once they're considered no longer profitable to the well, industry, that's, that's they're not shot fact in the for, head. That's not fact for my horse. We had um, uh, the first horse that I had was not good at running, and now it's an equestrian horse out on a farm. No one shot it in the head. Heaps, they always look for other places for it to go before. Would they? Oh, I was gonna, yeah. Would, if they couldn't get it anywhere, though, would they just not sure? Not my trainer, but my trainer. It's so they they go oh, fuck the horse was like forty grand they sold it for five hundred bucks and now it's fuck. at an equestrian place yeah okay um, yeah so, well it might not be every circumstance but there yeah. has been an expose I believe on ABC that exposed the industry where a majority of racehorses that end up being sent to murder and again it doesn't even come even if that weren't happening it comes down to the fact that they're being forcibly bred into existence to be commodified and enslaved to make money for someone, and that is immoral. But they do love running. They sure do, but a lot of them end up with, with bleeding in the lungs yeah. and collapse <clears throat> and broken legs where they're shot I afterwards. I do see that, and I don't know how often that happens, but it looks pretty fucking rank when they're bleeding out of their mouth and nose and shit. They to toughen up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, obviously, but... I'm, but yeah, I'm not The again. trainers, like, treat them, and I know you hate... But they treat them like they're fucking royalty, man. They because those horses are the best. Money, but exactly. once they can no longer make them money, they don't give a shit. They don't care what happens to them. I mean, I, I know there's some circumstances where people truly ha and farmers, you know, racehorse breeders, etc., truly have intentions of their well-being mm. and believe that they love animals and they're doing them good, but they're still commodifying them, and that's what's immoral. So, what about um, like? Farming, for example, and I'm talking vegetables and, and fruits and whatnot, and then using the use of pesticides, killing insects and, and whatnot, um, also the farming of it, you know, mm. killing a lot of animals in the process. Again, is this probably more so a factory farming thing or is it you try and no, remain local? Yeah, well, do you try and remain local prod produce where it's sort of picked by hand or it, well, what's your, what, how do you get around that? Or do yeah. you, is that just a necessary evil? It's sort of... 
both, to be honest. I mean, veganism is about reducing harm as much as practically possible. And unfortunately, you can't live 100% cruelty-free in this very non-vegan world. Mm -hmm. So crop kill is definitely an issue. And um, my boyfriend's a nutritionist and he's actually very interested in permaculture. So what, we both have the aim of growing a majority of our own food, but we're not at that point yet. But I would love to live as ethically as possible. So just trying to, you know, be aware of you know, what I'm purchasing, where it's coming from, what type of farming um, productions occurred is, you know, my point. But I'm not de in denial that I'm still contributing, that I'm not contributing to harm because I know I am. I feel like a lot of it comes down to it's fucking too hard. Like, it sounds like a lot of hassle to make sure the clothes that you bought, the makeup you wear, the socks that you wear, your jocks, your food, everything that, is, is cruelty-free. Like, mm -hmm. for me, it's a fucking hassle. Right, like it, it seems overwhelming and yeah. sort of touching back on that time where I read about what veganism is and thinking, yeah, that's impossible, fuck yeah. that. Um, and then just having that moral drive to actually make change, yeah, uh, was what, and I just couldn't believe how easy I found the switch. And yeah, it's a learning journey, I'm not going to instantly just be 100% vegan and you know, have all these vegan clothes, it's about learning. You know, yeah. making that transition, um, undoing the ingrained speciesism and learning what is vegan and what isn't. It's not like you just suddenly have to, you know, know everything. That's not expected. Yeah. Um, and fortunately, veganism is growing and there are so many easy alternatives. We're seeing a lot of yeah. foods labelled vegan, clothing products that mm -hmm. are vegan. Like, they're really marketing well, on it. Why do you think vegans get such a bad rap? Because inherently, the movement, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movement, but... Straight away, if someone's like, I'm a vegan, you just think you're a fucking pain in the ass, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the initial... Do you think there's a bit is. of inherent, you know, why? like, reflection of your, like, your own... Um, it's almost pointing out things that you're doing that are... In yeah, you feel bad about yourself, so yeah. you go, oh, fuck you, I'd never do that, I'm going to show you a picture of me eating meat. It's because you're not okay with accepting that what you are doing is... Yeah, it's like putting up a mirror to you saying that yeah, you're Yeah, I think there's definitely a part of that, because, like... My first reaction was like, fuck that, man. Like, Not for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But you just catch yourself. There's nothing. If you are to argue that veganism is wrong, mm -hmm. I think the, the drive behind being a vegan, you can't fault it, right? Nah, Trying nah, to yeah, reduce right, cruelty yeah. and eat ethically, ethically and l lessen suffering. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why, and I don't know if it's the meat conspiracy or it's the farming, because oh, for like some reason, pain. I feel like fucking stop being such a pain in the ass. Just like, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. either do what I want to do or, you know, I, I, I just think that straight away, oh, I'm vegan. All right, you're, you're a pain in the ass. Why do you think that is, Tash? Why do we have that immediate sort of response? Yeah, I think what you just briefly touched on before is kind of, you know that it's probably the moral thing to do and you're aware that you're contributing to suffering. So when someone points out that they're vegan, which means they're, they're simply just telling you that they're against animal abuse yeah. and they live by their actions, then it sort of points out that, that hypocrisy that you're not align, aligning your morals with your actions. Yeah. I think straight away for me, just hearing that, it's almost a trigger like someone thinks they're better than you. Oh, like yeah. if someone's like, I'm vegan, do you, it's like, oh, you, do you think, think you're fucking has, better than me, do you? Do you think you know? there has been some sort of uh, like almost like a media wash of of vegans in general? Like, a, you know, sometimes you see um, 
hate campaigns and smear campaigns against someone, it, do you think there's been something like that in the past or do you know of something that's happened like that in the past um, in regards to vegans? Yeah, like, I for mean, ex- like every, there's smear campaigns with political elections and stuff all the time yeah. but yeah. in any sort of industry. Even I've seen in, um, uh, in avocados rec- uh, recently watching or reading up some stuff on that. Avocados is such a big industry that – it, they had to protect the image of avocados when I think about 20 or 30 years, the fat and, you know, everything was like, oh, mm. h- high in fat is bad for you. Yeah, but it's good for So you. they actually, all the farmers hired a, a community to protect the image of avocados and created a campaign of it's healthy, which it is. Yeah. But they had to create a campaign to protect the image. Do you think there's been the opposite for vegans or do you know of anything? Um... I mean, the, well, the media narrative in general about veganism is pretty biased. I mean, just kind of looking at the way that they write about my activism. For example, just calling me a vegan activist. I mean, that doesn't even exist. I'm an animal rights activist, but they're really playing on the word vegan mm. to try and create that narrative. And that's why everyone has this perspective of vegans as being, you know, the language they use for me, idiot, serial pest, nuisance, etc. So... I definitely – I even wrote it in um, our, like, promotion of this episode, vegan activist. Have you rewrote of, that to animal rights activist? that's what everyone thinks. Probably. Yeah, animal rights activist. Yeah. Hmm. What um, – are there any vegans you don't like? Like, stereotype, like, or you don't like the way some people go about it? Um, not that I really know of. I mean, I know a lot of – inspiring activists that go out and do their own thing. Some of it's very different to what I do. Some of it's similar and I support all forms of activism. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of annoying vegans out there, but I just haven't really met any. Do you, um, how do you feel about, let's say I'm, I don't know, I own a company and it's going against what you believe in. Your right to impede upon how I feed my family. Do you, think about that or you don't care i don't care because people shouldn't have the right to be taking someone else's life to feed their family when they have another option how can you um what can you do to help that person change i own a massive farm right and you've just come in and gone you shouldn't be doing what you're doing i've grown up this is all i know right i've got family to feed uh you know i've got bills Mm. this is my this is my business this is what i know you come in and you're like, you shouldn't do what you're doing, da da da. Righto. What, what's, how do you help me do something else? You don't, right? You just say yeah. you're a dickhead and then bail. <laughs> I don't call people names. Yeah. Um, I'll call them an animal abuser, but I won't call them any, you know, names like fuckhead. I usually, my, the aim of my protest is to actually target consumers, not business owners or yeah. farmers, etc. I might do some protests where farmers are present, for example, the Royal Show. But in that moment, I'm not targeting them. I'm targeting the people that are contributing to it. And it's all about supply and demand. And I'm not going to go into a property and tell a farmer to stop being a dairy farmer. Yeah. Because that's just not how social change works. It's all about supply and demand and helping these people in these industries change to different cruelty-free plant-based industries by changing the consumers. Okay. That's a much nicer way to put it. Like, I wish the news would show you saying stuff like that. Yeah, me too. Because um, it's a, yeah. Because, I mean, if I was an, a, a, a farm owner and you were trying to impede upon how I made my profit, it would fucking 
really infuriate me if that's all I knew and if that was how I was doing it. That might be a good soundbite to put up. Mm, it's very um, nice. But I, I guess when it comes to the making of money, you're, that's your biggest That's your biggest gripe with everything, hey, is animals being created, sold, killed as a commodity to make money and profit for someone else, yeah. not just as a source of food. What did you find hardest giving up? Makeup? Clothes? No, I already food? had a vegan makeup, thankfully. Mm. Um, just by chance? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I said makeup yeah. first. I was just thinking about when they drop stuff on animals' eyes and that's pretty yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it is but. fucked up. Yeah. I was already pretty aware of animal testing and like very kind of aware of that sort of thing. So I didn't actually yeah. find anything that difficult. Like I was so passionate and morally driven that I didn't – I just quickly became repulsed by the thought of eating animal products. Uh, there was just nothing yeah. that I found difficult. Um, well, what I was going to ask, the next bit, uh, disrupting somebody. Eventually, supply and demand, you're right, if, if they can find a better way to, to provide the same product or a different product or change tact, it's going to so work. So the less people trying to eat meat and the less people and the less meat we're eating results in less – I saw a good, um, I guess, um, factory farming and, and yeah, less, less animals just being bred into existence to I be used. Saw a yeah. good story the other day uh, for you, I guess, for you, both of you guys. Um, they found a study where if the restaurant offered more vegan or vegetarian options than it did meat, most people chose the vegetarian options, just because they, let's say you have a menu with ten things on. If there was mm-hmm. two, two meat-based ones, but eight vegan or vegetarian options. The stats show that really? everybody would choose choose that more. Vegetarian wow. is the easiest change I've ever – like I couldn't believe how easy it was. Vegan I feel would be a little more challenging so and I know you said you found it quite easy but part that's, of me, that's my struggle. But vegetarian was just part so Part of my easy. scare is like I wouldn't know if I'm getting the right – like the right – Yeah. Without seeking out <clears> – um, a nutritionist or a health care so that's that's what the um that's what the stats were saying that it's it's got to be a well planned well balanced mm. and individualized if it diet was, if it, no matter what you do if we were meant to be it shouldn't be that hard to but to this go, is for you know? anything this yeah. is this is not just for vegan this is not just for vegetarian this is for me any healthy any healthy needs yep. to be individualized for that person because i might be allergic to soy and you might not be for example so there's everyone's got biodiversity and a few differences but Regardless, I th- uh, I, I'm just, just going off memory. I'm pretty certain right now, as of right now, Harvard's best studies suggest that the, the healthiest general diet is a well-balanced vegetarian diet. Well-balanced. It's, it has more benefits compared to the well-balanced vegan and well-balanced meat mm. consumption. Fair call. That's just what I last read. That could have been refuted by now, but that was the last time I read up on it and it was it was a Harvard study and it was – they were saying at this stage because I think that was also supplying vitamin B12, right. which is obviously a struggle for vegans, but then supplements, I guess, mm. is a pretty easy route behind that. We've become Very developed yeah. enough well, to do What it. about um, – why is vegan stuff so expensive and healthy food so expensive? Process though, processed vegan foods are. You go to a fucking market or a veg, like just go to the vegetable aisle in a shopping center. It's fucking cheap as shit. Mm. If you go yeah. get all the the plant based products and all the mm. vegan made and vegetarian made stuff, same with meat. It's as soon as you're processing it, it's fucking it's going to be more expensive. Mm. The cheapest foods on the planet are all vegan. 
grains, legumes, uh, veggies, fruit, etc. Mm. Um, next mm. one, next thing, I uh, was thinking, what do you do for work? Do you have a job? And then he showed me you have vegan booty. Yeah. Talk about that for us. Well, I didn't show him because I'm not part of it. But yeah. <laughs> so vegan booty. So what's yes. all this? What's, what's that all about? Well, several months ago, I finished working as a lifeguard and swim instructor. I'd been doing that, uh, like swim teaching for 10 years, lifeguarding for about four or five years. Did you years. like it? Because I could not think of anything worse <laughs> than kids. always having to yeah, deal with kids, but then standing, walking laps and sitting and watching. Like, did you get bored? Did you enjoy it? Sometimes it was boring, but overall I actually really liked it. Yeah. It was like a very well-paid, fun job to just hang out by the pool or the beach every Young day. kids? Yeah. Like take swimming lessons or just lifeguard? Uh, lifeguarding, but I also did swim teaching, like for young so kids young to kids? teenagers. I hated the young kids. I, I was going to say my daughter for at the moment doing – and like you can get some good days, but you get the bad days yeah. where she's literally holding on to the instructor <laughs> and just not doing anything. So you did it from when you were screaming. 18 or from when you were 15 to 25? or 17 to 27. Where would you go to school? Iona. Right. <clears throat> so is that, pub, is that private? Yeah. Yeah. Mossman Park. Yeah. Cashed up. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> what is some of your – do your classmates ever hit you up or your mates from school? Are you still friends from school? Have you lost friends over what you've done? Um, to be honest, I don't really have many friends anymore and I don't know if it's because of my activism or if that's just happened. I don't really speak to any schoolmates, but yeah. that happened years ago. I don't even speak to any uni mates anymore. Yeah, neither do I um, actually. Schoolmates, yeah, but uni mates. I get, I've had a couple. See from school. Yeah, I've had a couple of abusive messages from some old school friends, though. Really? Saying, oh, you're a fuckhead. I'm embarrassed to have gone to school with you, and then I've got others that are like, I fucking love what you're doing, yeah. etc. There so. is a there's a, a very admirable quality of what you're doing because it's fuck. It takes a lot, like you said earlier, it takes a lot of fucking balls, and you are showing real conviction and passion in what you're doing. So I don't think anyone should ever be able to doubt that. Because, mm. you know, if they, they can throw judgment all they want, but if they're yeah. not willing to do something that they feel so passionate about in, as well, like, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. yeah, sorry. So you went swimming teacher and then you wound that up? Wound up being a lifeguard? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, just when I went to uni, lifeguarding was more flexible with my studies mm -hmm. and stuff. And then after uni, I kind of travelled around the world um, like I did three massive trips in the space of a few years and like I was just working full time, like just working my ass off. Like you, both when jobs. You say, oh, say, working is in activism or working lifeguard and Yeah, lifeguard and swim yeah. teaching. It's like I just work my ass off over the summer and then I just go away for a few months or so. Just winter, to chill so. or to, active, to be an activist? No, at that point um, I had just gone vegan. Like my first big trip I wasn't vegan, came back, went vegan went on another couple of bigger trips where I was sort of just evolving into activism. So Did you the travel was just for, you know, backpacking. Yeah. yeah. Did you find it easy to, to stay vegan when you travelled? Yeah, I couldn't believe how easy it yeah. was. I mean, I travelled 20 countries through Europe as like four months into being vegan. Loved it. Like and so many vegan, options eh? over there. Yeah, most alcohol okay. is. There's some that isn't, like wines and shit, yeah. but I don't drink that anyway. Yeah. Um, MDMA, Coke, <laughs> vegan? No idea. <laughs> Probably. <Allegedly>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I actually travelled the Caribbean and South America and I thought that was going to be a really big challenge. Yeah. And some of the best vegan places I've 
ever been to were yeah, right. in like Peru and probably because you can't places. have fucking agriculture on mountains and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like unless it's goats. Um, yeah. So then your decision to do vegan booty, which is an OnlyFans account. Yeah. So now I started you've got that stigma up. with that. Mm. And yeah, talk, talk to us about it. What what's prompted it, and then what do you actually do? Yeah. So I sort of started like the idea of wanting to be a full-time activist probably maybe a year and a half ago now. Um, I was just getting really overworked and I was just becoming so passionate about animal rights. I just had no interest in working anymore. I just wanted to do it full-time. And I knew another activist or maybe a couple of other girls over East who were doing OnlyFans. Um, One of them's a pretty well-known activist and she just said it's allowing her to do it a lot more. And I sort of thought there's no way I could ever do that. Mm. Like that's just something I've never considered and I just don't think I can do it. And then it eventually got to the point where I just started thinking about it. I was like, what else am I supposed to do? I mean, I tried starting out a Patreon. There's a lot of people that just want to donate and support my activism, but that's getting me a couple hundred dollars a month. It's not Mm. enough to commit my time. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I was just thinking about it for ages, sort of like, oh, I don't know, like, what the hell would I do on there? Like, I'm just not one of those people to do something like that. And then I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Like, there's just no other option for me. And so it was May last year that I did it. And were you with your boyfriend at the time? Yeah. And what was his thoughts? I mean, it... Obviously, it doesn't really matter, but that's yeah. something you probably discussed together, right, or not? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. When I started sort of thinking about it but not really committing to it, he was sort of like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, just think about the image it might start to create for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, do whatever you want, but just maybe consider that. And I said, yeah, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't. And then, yeah, it just got to the point where I was like, I'm doing it. And he said, yeah, go for it. Like, we kind of spoke about it. I mean, it comes into the whole, like – feminism sort of shit like should you really be doing this as a woman blah 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 and it's mm. like of course I should be doing whatever the fuck I want with my body like yeah. why should I even have to question that why is society pressured and created this stigma around women doing something like that yeah so um, vegan birdie what are you doing they're just fruit and veg shows <laughs> 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 yeah that's it <laughs> Uh, what's it all? There's a lot of fruit in that show. Uh, is it really? Is it really? I was just taking the piss. <laughs> uh, cruelty free um, at least. Cruelty free. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it started off pretty mellow where I was just like taking bikini shots and stuff. Mm. And then it like got a bit like raunchier. Well, wow, I was just taking months. the piss. I didn't realise. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I thought... I remember telling my boyfriend saying, if I can earn about two grand a month, that would be awesome. That would allow me to commit mm-hmm. full time to animal rights. And I was going to say commit full time to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you better do more nutrition work, buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then it was soon after I actually went to Melbourne with Stefania. And obviously, you know, she has over a million followers on Instagram. So she really helped me like learn kind of like modeling and all the stuff that she does. And yeah. then it just, and then Isaac Butterfield did a thing about it and it just like shot off. Yeah. Massively. You went on what so, a podcast, hey? Yeah, I did. Um, how did that go? Pretty good. Was I it- honestly had no idea what it was going to be like. I just didn't know what to expect. I mean, I chatted to him online 
through Instagram a couple of times. So it wasn't like would I was just watching it, this little drama thing. Yeah, I was going to say, would you call it like, chatting? Because there was a lot of <laughs> to and back and forth. Um, yeah. Was it fiery, was it? Well, yeah, it was pretty fiery. Some of it, yes. But uh, the other parts, I would say, yeah, it was a pretty good conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I already knew that, you know, he had this persona, he's a comedian, yeah. he's got that whole online presence. Like I knew through talking to him online that he was just – a pretty mellow, chill, and very nice guy. Um, so there was like no hate, or you yeah. know, I wasn't coming into this like I fucking hate this dickhead. Yeah. I was like, I know he's you know an alright bloke, but I don't know what to expect. So is that in person or well. was it uh, online? Just online, yeah. I don't think I think a lot of our listeners think this is going to be kind of fiery. No, but we're pretty level-headed. But I don't think coming at anyone by yelling abuse or fucking <laughs> amp- amping up. Well, it's going to work as a conversation. As a conversation. No. Yeah, maybe as an not. activism. And that's why people get shocked because they see me as an activist, you know, shouting animal abusers mm. and I'm there to bring a short message to people and hold them accountable. But when I come into a podcast or have a conversation pe- with people, they're honestly shocked because they think I'm going to shout at them. Mm. But that's not the way with conversations. It's about sitting down and, you know, yeah. discussing. If you it, want Tash so. to shout at you, OnlyFans.com. <laughs> she can do that. It's, uh, so people like aggressive. <laughs> do you get people like that? Tell me I'm an animal abuser. Yes. <laughs> do you really? <laughs> Play with your little piggy. This little piggy went to market. You got do you what's the weirdest request you got? Um Fuck, there's been a couple of weird ones. But, yeah, a couple of people saying, yeah, call me an animal abuser. Tell me I've got a small cock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tell me I'm a shit breeder. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of really odd ones. Do they Um, they give you extra? Or do you do them? Do you do it? Oh... Not really. Most of the time I'm like, no, I'm not interested. I'm just here to do my thing. I'm not kind of... Yeah. I'm not that kind of person to just shout at someone and tell them they have a small dick. Fuck, <laughs> man. I wish you could talk to a few girls I've been with. What um, is this? <laughs> You're a shit breeder. <laughs> so what would, uh, what would you have to say to all the people who would have seen you on Channel 7, uh, seen you on fucking... And what's that chick's name? Stefania. <laughs> Stefania. Yeah. I want to have a look. Stefania what? Um, Ferrario. Ferrario. I guess with an F, not PH. I guess they've listened to this whole podcast if they got to this point, but yeah. uh, and they would understand more, have a better understanding of what sort of person you are. But what would you have to say to those sorts of people who just label you as a pest um, or label you as um, a nuisance um, and an annoying as fuck? Because <laughs> that's a lot of the messages we've got. Can't wait for you guys to take down this girl. Like, well, yeah. The messages I've been sending back are like, well, this is just going to be an open dialogue. Mm. I'm going to come from the affirmative and Delby's definitely going to come from the negative and we probably hopefully have a good, happy medium, which mm. is I think what we've done. But what do you have to say about the people who have seen you on smeared media like Channel 7? Well, yeah, I'm not a crazy abusive person like the media try and make me out to be. Um, people abuser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just like your everyday person. I'm really mellow and chill. I'm actually a very quiet-natured person. I was the shyest kid in school. And just becoming aware of the truths of the atrocities happening, particularly in the meat, dairy and egg industries, I feel like I have a moral obligation to be doing what I'm doing. And there's no doubt that disruptive activism is one of the most powerful forms of activism um, because I'm able to reach people worldwide. I'm just here to be a voice for those who can't speak up for themselves, 
who are being subjected to rape, enslavement, abuse, torture and murder. And uh, do you cross-pollinate for people in third world countries and child trafficking and slavery or you just focus on animals at, at the moment? My main focus is on non-human animals. I think it's the largest injustice um, in history with, you know, almost, if not more, three trillion animals being murdered every year just for human food consumption. There are so many other issues that I'm passionate about and I try and speak up about and create awareness. Vaccines. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I just don't have the time and energy to be doing that. I yeah. mean, fighting this large injustice is incredibly draining, um, but I will speak up on any injustice I come across or hear about. Do you see possible. any process? Uh, do you see any progress, sorry? And where do you see, do you see, still see yourself doing this in 20 years' time or are you hoping yeah. that? Because I would feel like, you know, it would be very, very uh, demoralising to constantly be having to put up this fight all the time, every day, you know, forever. So what do you see the progress happening and what are you hoping for? Or have you seen any real progress? Yeah. yeah, I've seen massive shifts even in just five years of being vegan, going from, oh, I'm never going to be able to eat a Magnum or Cornetto again to seeing these bigger companies create vegan versions. And I think that mm. is a complete reflection on the change that is happening in society um, because there is an increased demand for plant-based foods. So it's absolutely incredible just seeing every year just so much change happening in terms of these products coming into market and i think yeah it's just showing that i mean veganism is on the verge of becoming mainstream yeah still a very small minority of people mm. are vegan but there's still that demand for those products even if people aren't vegan so we're seeing a shift happening and i have a lot of hope even within the next couple of decades that a lot of change is going to happen yeah i feel um, like veganism vegan being vegan is almost mainstream yeah, well, there's so many yeah. vegan options. Mm. What do you say to the millions of Indians that have been doing this forever? Yeah. <laughs> so much Indian yeah, cuisine is all just vegetarian only. I was, yeah. was going to say, yeah. so you said a very small margin, but I think like globally it's quite a large margin. It's like a large amount of people, isn't it? Heaps of Buddhists. Because, yeah, lots Buddhism, of India and China, Indian. which make up a lot of – and I know China does have a lot of meat eating there as well, but there's a lot of people who are just largely vegetarian. Almost out of necessity. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think yeah. in terms of veganism, though, it's still in like the 1% of the population. Really? The of Illuminati. the world. The Illuminati. I, don't, I don't know for sure, but okay. um, I believe it's like quite a small percentage. Specifically vegan. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'm talking that specifically. So if I was vegan. to a eliminate all animal products from my food, but still wear leather shoes. So you're going to say eliminate all animals. I'm yeah. like, Jesus, bro. Would you still consider me a vegan? No. What would you consider me? A hypocrite. A conscious. An animal abuser. Conscious an animal eater. Abuser. <laughs> a conscious eater. Yeah, well, yeah, probably plant-based. Plant-based would be the correct terminology because veganism isn't a diet. So if you're just, you know, uh, not yeah. eating animal products, then you're plant-based. But if you're having an ethical viewpoint where you're not wearing animals or using animals uh. in any form as much as practically possible, then that's what veganism is. How can we change the stereotype of veganism as being smelly hippies? Because <laughs> you, well, you know you look at someone you go, they look like a vegan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like you got a Frio or you, you got like <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
Oh, well, I would argue that that perception sort of changed a lot, but if you still think that, obviously not. That's the yeah. old um, perception, though. Well, yeah. I don't think it is, man. Because it was, it was the old, like, if you're a hippie, you're like, oh, I believe in animal rights and stuff like that. Now it's genuinely a mainstream thing. But I do agree. I don't see enough. That's just the same. I don't see enough mainstream people that look like, okay, that this is being from a personal point of view, yeah, that yeah. look like me, that act like me, um, not as if being an animal straight, abuser. Cisgendered straight white male. No, just mean like, <laughs> let's say how I dress or like yep. talk, whatever. I find that the stereotype of a vegan is still really strongly like dreadies or like tie-dye <laughs> or do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. do I, am I making sense? Like how can you yeah, shift the perspective it. of uh, – because it's almost like you see that and you don't take the message serious. Like what if is, someone was in a suit – Yeah. What or, is it about that spiritual, ethical – It's like anything. Vegan, man. hippie thing. You, once, you, once, you're in that, once you're in that sort of like <laughs> that way of thinking, mm. you start dressing like that. I definitely did it when I started going all spiritual. I don't do it anymore, but I went all like loose clothing and <laughs> fucking arm bracelets yeah. and shit like that. Why? Fuck knows. It's it almost was, like you it see was, other people doing it and you're like, you're, I want to identify right. as them. You're, you're right. It's, that's almost like an ego thing. Look at me. I'm spiritual. And look I'm at me. I'm, you. Yeah. I yeah. think I've definitely moved past that. And I'll just wear and look like whatever I want. And but still you're an animal abuser, so... You know, I'm an egg look abuser. Look at this fucking wool shirt that you're wearing. Is this wool? You're, you're is this cotton? Shit, mate. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm not conscious of my yeah. my choices. With but sorry, clothing. back to that. How do you? What, what do you think, Tash? You said that you didn't think it was a perspective, but yeah, I mean, obviously, as a vegan and an activist, I hang around a lot of animal rights activists mm. and vegans, and there's only ever been a couple of hippie-looking people. Everyone else looks at, like everyday people. So to me, that stereotype doesn't exist. Yeah. But I guess for an outsider, then it possibly could. Um, I think it's just a matter of time where, I mean, things like the game changes where you're seeing athletes and like. Or Peter Siddle, who's vegan. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. And like bodybuilders going vegan, like some of the world's strongest men are vegan, et cetera. Like breaking these stereotypes. I think that's becoming more of a thing. There's Mm. a whole industry of plant-based athletes and bodybuilders that are really smashing those stereotypes. Mm. So it's only a matter of time for people to be exposed to that. Like, oh, that person's vegan. They don't look vegan. Look how bulked up they are. Yeah. Do you have any, um, like off the top of your head, because where where do you live? Actually, I don't. What area are you, south or north? I don't want people south. to find it. Okay. Yeah. Do you know anything much north of the river? Because being, being the vegan lifestyle, do you know which, which shops you can go to? Because I guess that's another thing where if I go to Inaloo or Karanup, there's not a shop that's like, this is the vegan shop. Mm. You know, this is where I can shop. Yeah. Are there many vegan, yeah. just vegan yeah. shops around? Uh, in terms of shops, I think it's very limited in Perth. Yeah. Um, but – there are at least several, if not more, restaurants that are vegan or predominantly mm. plant-based. Yeah. Um, so I Veggie try- Mama's fucking pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah, good. Really good. For sure. Yeah. Um, there's, but- one, there's one in Exmouth and there's two restaurants. Really? <laughs> one of them's oh, vegan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exmouth, there's a whole vegan. That's, yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. The other yeah, one was right. allegedly- Actually, I won't say it on the podcast. Squirrely <laughs> 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 said not to. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, for me, if I was to go to the shop and there was, like, you know, a vegan choice and it looked delicious, I'd go, I'd go do it. But it's just not that. It's not in front of your face mm. as, as much. Well, I'm seeing, like, obviously as a vegan, that's my mm. focus, looking at the vegan sections. Um, even in Coles, Woolies and IGA, seeing that grow. Yeah. 
and to the point where products are put in like all the mainstream. Like it's gone from a small vegan section mm. to, you know, the vegan magnums are just stocked with all the other magnums. Yeah. The vegan meats are just stocked next to the animal flesh. So yeah. it's becoming more prominent and easier to make that decision in mainstream supermarkets. You don't need to be trying to find a fully vegan place to yeah. go and shop. Who's your um who's the biggest vegan celeb? I don't even know. Joaquin Phoenix. Is he? You see he's well, and okay, there's yeah, another probably. perfect example of a great t- calm toned version uh, of media, the opposite of you, and it probably had a very big impact because the way he spoke, the way he worded things and the, and the way he sort of got his message across was pretty was pretty good. Who? Definitely. Joaquin Phoenix, he won the he won the Oscar. Uh, he spoke about being a vegan. He did the whole speech about that. I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Well, of course he didn't. Yeah. Um, it was huge. Have you reached yeah. out to any celebrities to try and collab with them? No, I that, haven't personally. Because that could be usually a pretty people, good way. Yeah. Well, I usually just try and let it naturally happen for people to reach out to me. Like, for example, Stefania mm. started following me and I didn't know who she was. So you're the first vegan that's not telling people that you're yeah. vegan. You're just waiting for them to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> what's, um, <laughs> nice. well, uh, in, on that, what's next for Vegan Booty? What's the next, is there is a- Is it a is, fashion line or is it just, a, is Vegan Booty just your name on OnlyFans? Well, it just started off as a social media name and then it sort of turned into a thing, particularly when Isaac Butterfield started making videos about me and yeah. then I sort of kept it consistent on my social medias and my OnlyFans. I never meant for it to be like a really big thing. It actually just started off as a joke because I just happened to buy some shorts that said vegan booty on them. So then everyone started calling me that as a nickname and then a friend said, change your Instagram name to that. Did you have to ask the company that made the shorts to use the name? No. (laughs) Well, I changed the writing. It doesn't actually have an E in it. It has a dash Ah. because I actually started a clothing brand shortly after going vegan called Vegan Clan. Like, and I spelt it inspired by the Wu-Tang Clan. So I kept the vegan booty consistent with that. And then it just naturally became a thing. Yeah. Um, So like I have my animal rights clothing, but not like the vegan booty in it. That just sort of started off as a persona, really. Do you have clothes for men? men? Yeah, I do. I have an eat pussy, not animal shirt. Nice. That's what I actually (laughs) said. We should definitely get some. (laughs) When we were having a a briefing, I was like, I wonder if she's down for eating pussy (laughs) instead of meat. Um, Yeah, so uh, have you got anything planned? Like any, without giving it away? She's not going to give anything away. Give anything away? Have you got some... Stunts planned, or is it just like you just wait till we do the next hard yarn stand up night? She's gonna be at the front, she's gonna be at the front. Fuck these motherfuckers. (laughs) I don't usually plan too much in advance. I like ideas just coming to my head and sort of saying, All right, I'm doing that next week, or I'm doing that next month. So, nothing too much at the moment. I have like a few court cases coming up that I'm sort of focusing on, and I'll create a bit of a protest. Oh, I've just got a couple of disorderlies at the moment, so nothing massive. Do you um, risk any jail time? No. <gasps> I just the come media up with I like to make it out that just, way, but no. I just come up with a great idea. Go on. You know how I streak in our show? Yeah. <laughs> Get vegan booty to streak <laughs> with me because we're looking for a female dynamic to do yeah. it with us. <laughs> come and do the streak. You can hold your we should show her first. The so flag. That's what she thinks. But, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. We'll talk to you about it after that. Okay, would have be you just ideal. been converted? I'm converted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go vegan. <laughs> I can uh yeah, right. So you're going to do stuff maybe potentially at court? Yeah, just kind of walking outside. Because both of the charges are 
two protests that I actually did topless. So it's all about charging a woman for being topless. So I thought, well, I'll create a bit of a thing about that, mm. not only for free the nipple movement, but like freeing the nipple for all species. So it really integrates with animal oppression. That right. was um, the, the blood at yeah. Louis Vuitton, was yeah. it? Have you seen that one? Nah. Did you damage any Louis Vuitton? So what was the blood? Because that what was expensive. Um, well, a layer of it was fake blood mm -hmm. and the other layer was my period blood. Jesus what? Christ. <laughs> really? That yeah. is intense. At least you didn't use anyone else. What was the reasoning behind that? Just to, for realism or? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I had no intention. Like I'd made this fake blood like a couple of days before and it was just looking really shit like it just didn't look like real blood so what do you like, wait 28 days do? and then oh my god just, i just happened <laughs> no i just happened to get my period the day before so i was like fuck it start collecting this shit oh my god pour it on i know me. heaps of chicks that collect those and pour it on their plants and stuff really <laughs> yeah legit <clears throat> tastes delicious and then you walked around louis vuitton with your period blood all over your chest and yeah and basically said the animals are being killed for their skin yeah well louis vuitton are overpriced anyway so, yeah. I couldn't believe the line outside. To get in. People line up. To when get was that? that place. Was that prior and to And what did like you do? Christmas just walk or? in? Or were you lined up in blood just waiting your turn? Oh, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, surely they're so not just going to go, oh, yeah, come on in, madam. Is it your boyfriend <laughs> who runs around with you? How did you get in? I just walked straight through. And people are lining up. Like, security was there, there was a line, and there was just a little gap, and I was like, fucking go straight through. <laughs> <laughs> and then there Sick. were like seven staff members just there trying to get me out. It was yeah. pretty hectic. And I had two cameramen and they like tried to take the phone off them and shit. And yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right. Interesting. Mm. What about doing something as a wolf in sheepskin's clothing? Like you could be like a sheep that's all fucked up and the wolf is like consumerism. This is just me freestyling <laughs> so, right here. I, so deep. All for creativity. <laughs> so, yeah. so layered. I'm in. Yeah, see. <laughs> ah, fuck, I'm going to stop eating meat if I want to be in, but unfortunately I don't think I'm going to for a little while. Until they make a, a replacement that tastes as good, I can't, man. Oh. I love how food tastes. I'm so sorry, Tash. I just really, really like how... I don't, I don't mind some of the... Like, again, I love vegan healthy. food as well. Yeah, but, but I don't mind... Some, oh, the, I feel like the vegan dishes are very tasty, but the, you're talking about the meat replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, the other thing that trips me out is if you're a vegan and like, why would you want something bacon flavored? You don't want something to taste like a dead animal you're trying to save. Oh. It's all sense. about appealing to people who don't want to give up animal products yeah. and eat them. And yeah, of course, vegans are still eating them themselves, but we didn't give up eating animals because we didn't like the taste. Yeah, Again, yeah, it's yeah. morality. If yeah. we can eat things that have a similar taste and texture, then why not choose that option? So you still think bacon taste, smells good? No. What? You don't like the if smell. I smell. Smells like murder, you dickhead. So smelling any animal product is just a cooking dead body to me. It is absolutely So the repulsive. perception has changed. I can't be anywhere near it. Mm. Wow. Once you go off it, you become your sensory awareness becomes really I have a theory. And you, yeah, it's just horrible. I have a theory that restaurants that make a vegan option, it's always tastier because they're trying to offset the fact that it's the vegan. They're trying to make it as delicious as possible because you haven't I, got the meat. I would argue that it's just tastier. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think More that flavors. they use fresher ingredients and they, they're doing it. They, they wouldn't just throw it like a, well, you know, like a side salad where you get the shit bits. Yeah. They give you the best bits. Do you know what? So Actually, there's a little hack for everyone. Cross pizza. If you get the vegetarian supreme and, sorry, add chicken, it's way better than if you have the – because I just use the better ingredients. Do you know – there, I'm doing oh, my you little just part. Get the vegan chicken. Oh. I did. I did do that. I had it. I had the the what's it called? The jack off. The jack. Jack, jack off. The jack. Jackfruit. Jackfruit. Yes, I love the, the jack jackfruit off. one. Jack off fruit. Jackfruit. Jackfruit one. Yeah. So, yeah. so I had good. that. Um, yeah. Oh fuck! I was going to say something. Can't remember. But okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to um, plug or promote? Or an open um, platform if you want to give your business a shout out or yeah most important thing to me is just really emphasizing that people watch dominion and it's free on youtube you just need to search dominion yeah well it. you can only last about 20 25 it, minutes guys it actually took, yeah I that's true the whole thing mm. I, I, I got about 40 minutes in that's it mm. that's all i could do i got it within the first 20 i'm like i understand it's pretty fucked i wouldn't let scotty watch it oh fuck no like we we're watching it on the tv i didn't realize like she is on the ipad and i'm like oh fuck like i need to turn this off because <laughs> if she looks up not that I'm. Scotty's his daughter. Well, yes, yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that I. Not yeah, as I mate. don't feed my. I don't feed my daughter meat. Not mm. by choice. I just never have meat in the house. So why would I give my daughter meat? Exactly. Like I don't go and buy her meat, and she's fine. Like uh, Steph gives her meat um, when she's got her, um, but I don't. I don't do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, if people want to, I don't know. If any listeners have changed their mind about you, or if they still don't like you, or whatever, it doesn't matter. But if they do want to. Follow what you do. What is it? Vegan booty on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, on OnlyFans and all the social medias. Just so everything's vegan me. booty. Yeah. So V G A N booty. Cool. Um, Double Y. Oh yeah, that's my new Instagram because I yeah. lost my last one. How you come? lost it. Yeah, it got taken off me. Why? Oh, because when um, I was looking through your stuff to try and get stuff for the promo, I was like, oh, she's only got like 20 posts. That's a bit weird. Or, I know, you know, I was devastated to so lose you lost it. it. Why, yeah. why, why? The main reason was actually I was just um, posting some screenshots of people who'd sent me threats or yeah, yeah, body yeah. shaming me and I was just trying to, you know, create awareness about that and give it back to them a bit and – like I got taken down for bullying and harassment, yeah, for exposing right. oh. harassment. So you're supposed so, to cross their name out and put it up? Or did you put um, it up with their name on? I think I did a bit of both, but the main thing was the words. Like they were calling me a slut and stuff yeah. and Instagram detected that and took it down. So then I sort of oh. caught onto it and I started scribbling out uh. like all the offensive words mm. and it still eventually got taken down, which is really shit. That's oh. it. You just got to get, yeah. Even it's like, because uh, it, stories or posts? Stories. See, stories. Or maybe a couple of posts. So as even well. stories, you can get fucked up by like the COVID yeah. stuff. If so, you put something that's COVID. So you, you need yeah. to be careful because you keep putting up little. Uh, All like, I'm doing is taking photos of news articles. Yeah. And then obviously, but at the same time, um, if you put the little let's get vaccinated thing in there, it doesn't censor it. Really? Yeah. How <laughs> so, fucked is so that? So people are starting to put it in there even when they're not okay, promoting I'll start let's doing get that, back And then i just cover it with, yeah. with some writing. Yeah. So it's just once you've put the thing in there, oh, it, it puts it as a purple, you know, like you can see someone's done it and it's got a little purple thing around the ring yeah. around it. Yeah, right. So just do that to avoid your – That's a great hack. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Perfect. It's a whole other issue. Thanks um, so much for coming thanks on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was me. good yeah. open chat, a, yeah. a good open dialogue. I feel like whether or not people have changed their opinion of you through this, they will at least see that you're not some crazy fucking lunatic. You have an opinion that you're trying to drive a – um, a, a cause and trying yeah. to drive awareness around and you're willing to fucking take a lot on to yeah. it's kind of a hard job ethos man do what you love she's it literally is. quit her job to do what she loves which is animal she activism she's chasing her passion so, hard and she's yeah. passionate about animal cruelty I uh, can't fault you for that cruelty. no and I don't think anyone at all f- uh, faults your your message message mm. they do fault the methods the, mes- the methodology methods. Mm. But, but I mean, fuck, man. When I actually sit back and analyze it, we would. It brings so much more fucking attention to it than if you just. Well, you wouldn't would, be sitting here. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't so. be here. I wouldn't have any platform to yeah. voice my message. Because so. I've got plenty of vegan friends who know a lot about being vegan. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get them on. So yeah, yeah. it's it becomes a, a profile. We'll for have you to get to you back on, and uh, we'll do proper research with like, all right, let's mm. let's compare fucking. Studies well, we should get facts. Corey on. Corey's actually pretty heavily for veganism to a certain extent. He's very um, confrontational, though, or very like, "This is how it is." Yeah, you're wrong. You're this wrong. Is the stats. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's good, and he's um, he went vegan for cholesterol and stuff. So he'd actually be good to get on with you, and we could have a bit of a health discussion. If you'd about like things. to, you yeah. Know, yeah, you never sure. want to. Uh, Ambush people. No, that's because right. Because he that's, might. That's he, not right to do, is it? Tash? <laughs> when you ambush people <laughs> when they're not ready for you. <laughs> not at all. Oh, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Cheers. And, uh, so much. Yeah, we appreciate uh, it. And hard yarn listeners, I'm doing a encore for 33 years single and who's rhyme. So Friday the 25th, 9:30 is who's rhyme. 8:30, no, 7:30 or 8 o'clock. 33 years single, followed by who's rhyme at Leapfrogs in Wanneroo. Saturday at Greenwood on the 26th and then Sunday 6pm, 27th at Balmoral. So that's in two weeks' time, taking the weekend off, going down south to do some weddings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, my business is B32 Media. If you need some videos done, the give B. me a yell. Um, the B stands for butchering. Yep. <laughs> Butcher- <laughs> and um, oh, I'm not doing quiz um, for a bit. Delby's back. And then, um, oh, I was on the Annette podcast last week. So get over them, Bruno and yep. Tabo. And it was good. And if anyone wants to sponsor, we're looking for a major sponsor. So yeah. hit us up. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> Vegan, Vegan booty. booty. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers right. for that. Welcome Go. to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Telby. And Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance. For the millions listening at home. <laughs>